Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international (laughs) depression. Bitch, you got coronavirus. President Biden also called on state leaders to keep their mask mandates. His comments echoed an emotional plea from his CDC director. I'm going to lose the script, and I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. We have so much to look forward to and so much reason for hope, but right now I'm scared. Mask up. Mask up. It's the only way we ever get back to normal. Please, this is not politics. Reinstate the mandate if you let it down. They're reopening at 100%. We have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Everything is reopened. What's the carrot going to be? If you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have. You are fake news. Get the hell out of here. Very fake. Go back to where you come from, okay? Go home, bitch. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations (laughs) to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Did you have a good Easter? I did. I I went to church. It was wow. packed. With uh, Catholics with babies, and my baby was not the worst baby there, so there was that. <laughs> all in all, an excellent day. Sounds no like. masks. That's good. But was it people rebelling, or was it the church policy? Um, I didn't see the priest wearing a mask, and there were like 10 people in there, probably 10 to 15 that were wearing masks, and there were like 500 people there. So. Oh, wow. And not yeah. busted up by the state. Interesting. Oh, they can, they can come for us. Nobody gives a shit at this point. It's like, fine. They'll have to send the ATF for you guys up in North Idaho. (laughs) They will vanquish you quickly. Uh, Happy Easter to everybody as well. I hope you and your families had a fantastic holiday weekend. The news certainly does not take a break. So there's plenty to discuss, including a man rams U.S. Capitol barricades with a car, killing one Capitol police officer. Uh, it turns out, I guess it was a, a black nation of Islam guy. So, of course, he he is a mentally ill lone wolf. Had he been a white guy with Trump supporting politics, then he's part of a broad white supremacist scheme. This was a, a mentally ill lone wolf. though. He might have actually been mentally ill. What's uh, what's the uh, evidence on it? He had repeated traumatic brain injury from being a football player. Mm. 
Um, so there might be some credibility to this theory. I'm willing to entertain it. Uh, but you are correct in that no leeway would be given to a white guy. No. Uh, and I, I, I know that uh, flags were flown at half staff for the officer who was killed. Is that correct? But he's not going to get the Sicknick treatment. We know that. That guy's not getting <laughs> uh, the Brian yeah. Sicknick special. Right. And another man shoots up an office building in an Orange County, California mass shooting. Again, non-white killer. So throw that one in the trash with the uh, with the Boulder shooter. We already forgot about old what's his name. <laughs> the 21 year old, the very youthful Syrian man. Yeah. A uh, the, the first week of witness testimony in the George Floyd trial is complete. It. I was disappointed because most of the witnesses were just about tearful outrage. You didn't learn a lot of new facts. Now, you I didn't care. learn any new facts. There were a couple. The The testimony from George Floyd's girlfriend. It's not I, to be fair. We knew George Floyd was a junkie. OK, but some of the information that she provided is additional new information to that effect. So we'll take a look at that. Uh, plus uh, more information in the Ahmaud Arbery case. <laughs> <laughs> when memes are prophetic, it looks like jogging, jogging. Let me pronounce it correctly. Jogging was indeed part of the plot. He was a serial jogger, Ahmad Arbery. Confirmed. Mm. Plus, we're going to try to make sense of this Matt Gates scandal uh, and and the week's uh, corona nonsense as well. And the military's first diversity and inclusion chief has already been removed from office for <sighs> not being very inclusive about people with views that are diverse from his. Of course, we will uh, check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo, and DLive. In between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low down money grabbers. We will get to as many as we can until 1130 p.m. Eastern. So get them in early if you'd like them read, please. And thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Don't forget, we've got the show store up and running. We have T-shirts, we have mugs, we have hats, we have stickers, we have everything. Plus, of course, on the website, we have special deals from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Sonoran Defense Technologies. If you've been listening to the show, you know that Sonoran makes the absolute best custom laser stippled clocks around. They look as cool as they feel, and you know they have the best laser-engraved AR and AK magazines as well. You can contact them at SonoranDefense.com if you're interested in all sorts of awesome gun personalization. But with the gun market the way it is, you'll also want to know that Sonoran can personalize all sorts of other items for you as well. Maybe you'd like a custom laser-engraved drinkware. Maybe you'd like a knife personalized with laser engraving. Maybe you'd like to customize your PC with engraved artwork, like Sonoran did for me on the PC that's streaming this very show. These, uh, all of these pieces of awesome personalized artwork Sonoran can do for you, in addition to putting Honkler or whatever else you'd like on your magazine, of course, or making you the most eye-catching custom Glock at the range. Check them out at SonoranDefense.com. Listeners of this show get 10% off all products and services from Sonoran Defense using promo code G's. That's J-E-E-Z for 10% off at Sonoran. And be sure to follow them on Instagram as well, at Sonoran Defense, to see all of their awesome work and secret designs you won't find anywhere else. You can find everything you need from Sonoran Defense, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners, by listeners. 
Did you get a chance to read the hit piece? Yeah, too bad it's not real. Well, too let me get you up here. Bad. Um, yeah, I but wish. It's, but it's as real. <laughs> it's about as real as I'm ever going to get. I think you can do it. I believe uh, it's, it's in close you. enough. It's close enough. Finally, a hit piece for me and a hit piece for the show. Uh, it comes from uh, listener Mark and his wife in the Wiki Wiki Times, which is, I'm told is a very real publication. <laughs> I am called a constitutional fetishist, regular user of the hard R. Yeah. And this, this one's not even a, a hit. This is accurate. You are called a woman hating foreskin enthusiast, hell bent on single handedly repopulating the white race. That's all true. Yeah. Guilty as charged. Yeah. You can find the, uh, the full story as well as some of the, um, the other features on the front page here, including in the fashion section is flannel, the new brown shirt. And there's also, <laughs> there's also an article. Uh, Dr. Fauci has declared the call in show, the cure for COVID. Unfortunately, you do risk getting syphilis or AIDS. If you tune into the call in show. So trade-offs, True. you're, you're yeah. safe from coronavirus. You might get an STD. Anyway, I, I, I have to um, thank you to listener Mark and his wife in the New England area for uh, the hit piece. I will post uh, a link of if people want to read the whole front page of the Wiki Wiki Times, I'll post a link later after the show in the description. You can check it out. We have the most creative fans. I don't it like is, saying fans. It makes me sound like a dick, but, you know, audience. We have the most creative from audience. From the artwork to the hit pieces to whatever. Yeah, I mean, like last week talking about the engagement and seeing stuff like that, it is very cool to see some of the creativity and just life altering developments that come out of. Yeah. The community of the yeah. Show. So I was on Honey Badgers this last week and Brian from Honey Badgers, you guys should check him out. Um, he was asking me like what it feels like to have people meet in our community and to have such a prolific community. And I was like, wow, you know, it, it does all of all the things that we've done on YouTube. That is the thing that makes me feel the best. It is. Yeah, it's probably the most real accomplishment. And um, and th that's that's why I really hate the implication. I, I'm never included in the accusation that we radicalize people. I'm always segmented off from everybody else. But just this corner of YouTube is always accused of radicalizing people. I think on the contrary, man, it's providing people with a place to come and find people of like mind yeah. and, and really chill out and relax a little bit in the face of a daunting world. Yeah, so. I mean, I do wonder if you can even radicalize people. That is a question. If if you are uh, able to be radicalized, if that's something that you're sensitive to, then isn't it kind of on you? Like all the Jim Jones people, isn't that on them? <laughs> I think Y'all's town least, is on those people. I think they have at least some responsibility. Yeah. 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 Well, before we get into all the news of the week, I have to issue a correction too. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, last week, I had strongly suggested that Hunter Biden had lied on his form 4473 when he bought that revolver that his uh, brother's widow that he was banging through into the dumpster because I, my my understanding was Hunter Biden had been smoking crack perpetually. So how could he right. have not been an unlawful drug user, according to what he presented on the paperwork? It turns out that I may have been incorrect. He may have been smoking Parmesan cheese the entire time. You would wake up some mornings i shouldn't even say some mornings because you slept for like 15 minutes at a time yeah and be looking for crack and just smoke whatever was there yeah i uh you know i spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs 
um, smoking anything that re even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone, <laughs> anyone that you know, I'm sure, Tracy. <laughs> I'm also the only person ever to smoke Parmesan cheese, so that's probably Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure that happens to crack addicts all the time, for real. I don't know. I mean, I thought this was probably a good PR move. It made me like him more. How? I don't understand. Okay. Um, because his drug addiction is somehow the most humanizing thing about him. Uh, and honestly, if he didn't take the perks given to him that's by it, Joe though. Biden. But that's it. That's the problem. I know. But if he didn't, I really would have like no problems with him as a human being. I can. Okay. If he was just an addict who fell on hard times and made some poor decisions. Yes. He's yes. not, though. He's a guy who's know, cashed in by virtue of his name and his proximity to the office of the then vice president. So everything he's saying is pissing me off, including the fact okay, that this okay. is promotion for his memoir. Beautiful things. Beautiful things with Hunter Biden. That's why he's on CBS Sunday morning to do this interview. I know. I'm just saying in the absence of all of the other immorality. I don't really have that much of a problem. You, you can't. Can you can you really separate Hunter Biden from those things, though? That's the question. I don't know. I'd uh, like to separate the drug addiction from those things to some degree. Like, I don't have I don't think he's a bad person because he was a drug addict. I think he's a bad person for accepting all the handouts from the Biden administration. Correct. Yeah. Well, I, th I, I do think that drug addiction is at some level a, a moral failure, but it can be recovered from. And I don't think everyone who has a drug addiction should be condemned and, you know, tossed yeah, in the right. scrap heap. But in perpetuity. And I will say he not, looks better than he ever has. He looks healthy and like he's not on drugs. It's weird because he's starting to look exactly and I guess like it's Jordan not weird. Peterson. He is his son. Actually, oh. kind of now that you say it. He's, <laughs> yeah. But he is his father's son. He's starting to look exactly like his dad and sound exactly like his dad. It was strange yeah. to listen to because his vocal patterns are just like Joe Biden. Anyway, so this is he's promoting his memoir. Beautiful things. <laughs> I've not read it yet. What? Someone in the live chat just said Romano is a better high. Yeah, I maybe. <laughs> uh, I hope beautiful things include detailed descriptions, you know, like uh, beautiful things like leveraging corrupt international deals based solely on nepotism. Um, of course, recording yourself getting weird foot service from a prostitute off screen while smoking actual crack, not Parmesan. That's a beautiful thing. And uh, of course, the most beautiful of all things, banging your dead brother's widow when you're mm. bored of those whores. Uh, beautiful things. The memoir hits stores Tuesday. If you well, would when like you say to it all that. like that. <laughs> all right. Uh, something a little more pure a little more cleansing because of course it is uh, easter sunday which has meant crackdowns on religious services at home and abroad crack down that was a I missed opportunity for a transition there thank you for pointing that out it was it was last easter sunday when we were looking at several more cases of heavy-handed police uh, crackdowns on and religious leaders fighting that was a year ago we were talking about the battle for Easter a year ago. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. And there's a lot a lot of examples I've seen of uh, local health authorities and police cracking down on people having Easter uh, gatherings that are too large. Uh, but uh, the fight. So the fight continues. But if you want to see how to win this fight culturally, look to this Polish Canadian pastor. This is Arthur Palowski or Pavlovsky. He's, he's the founder of uh, Street Church Ministries and. This apparently happened at a Saturday morning service in Calgary when the authorities showed up. Please get out. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. Out! 
Out! You come back with the warrant. Out! Out of this property, you Nazis! Gestapo is not allowed here. Do you understand English? Get out of this property. And don't come back without a warrant. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. Unbelievable, sick, evil people. They're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival. Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick psychopaths? Yeah. Mm. Good for him. Outside outside of the um, Uncle A slanders, that was pretty good. <laughs> well, what I like about that is we know how sensitive they are to the term Nazi. Yeah. Right? Just start throwing it at them. I, I'm, I know. I, I, you have to start really pushing back on the sort of uh, police officers and other authorities that are going to just raid people's property without warrants because the the speculation, I'm not seeing a lot of detail here. According to TMZ, the speculation is that someone called to complain about the number of people inside. You have to start pushing back on this, not just refusing to comply, but if they actually raid your property in this way, these police officers do need a healthy dose of shaming like that, such that they feel ashamed for doing what they're doing. They should. This is absolutely ridiculous a year into this thing to be uh, to be raiding religious services as those as though people don't have a right to this. And we haven't been dealing with this for you. If you're the sort yeah. of cop who wants to respond to go yell at a pastor on, on Easter or at least during the week of Easter. Um, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah I, you need to be told that plainly. A bunch of chick cops, too. At least a couple. At least a couple, including the I one saw who two was... fat women. <laughs> well, I don't know. You, you judge the ass size there. You you be the on TMZ. Is that a fat one or is it not? I don't know. No, Borderline. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what people expected when the, when they gave these initial powers to their to their governments that they were just going to give them back to us. Well, they only um, want to. Yeah, they want to give us our freedom back. We'll get to that talking coronavirus later. They don't. Freedom is but a carrot to dangle in front of you while they lead you down the path they want to lead you. Mm. Freedom the most is a permanent reward. thing on earth is a temporary government. Yeah, it sounds about right. <sighs> there is a update for uh, Muhammad Anwar, who, of course, was the uh, the Pakistani Uber Eats driver who was killed by those 13 and 15 year old carjackers accidentally. Of course, we want to be as accurate with the facts as possible. Now, in totally predictable reaction, a plea deal for those teens sounds like it's already in the works. According to Washington Post reporting, the two teens are charged as juveniles and will soon receive uh, plea bargain offers from a prosecutor. A trial in the case does remain possible, uh, though, at least for. Uh, well, I guess it's possible for both. But the difference between the two. So the 15 year old is eligible to be charged uh, and tried as an adult, according to D.C. law. The 13-year-old is not. As of now, the plan is to charge and prosecute both of them as juveniles. And the reason that's a big distinction, obviously, as the Washington Post notes, the focus of the juvenile court is exclusively on rehabilitation, not punishment. So even in a murder case, which this will be, those were the charges that were brought, that means the teens would be mandatorily released at age 21 And if they are deemed rehabilitated, they could be released much sooner. According to Fox 5 DC, a criminal defense attorney expects a plea deal where these teens accept responsibility 
And that if they do accept that responsibility, it could be nothing more than home detention or probation. Oh my gosh. So in other words, they are literally going to get away with murder in all likelihood. I, I figured white supremacy would get them somehow, but it has let these young yeah. black women off the hook. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse is only a year and a half older than the 15 year old. Or he yeah, was. At so the time he was like time. early 17, basically. I think so. And I yeah. think that. Yeah, I think that she was like late 15. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, different jurisdictions, to be fair, but but it's not just the jurisdictional difference between Wisconsin and D.C. It's an entirely different cultural reaction. These these are two troubled youths who went down the wrong path and need to be shown the proper way to to live and prosper, whereas Kyle Rittenhouse is a somehow a white supremacist murderer who needs to yeah. be thrown away for the rest of his life. Even though the circumstance the circumstances aren't even comparable either. Like th- this this was a felony crime gone awry at best. I don't know whether they intended to kill him or not. They certainly intended to steal his car. For sure. Kyle Rittenhouse didn't want to hurt anybody, ran away trying not to hurt people, only hurt people when they were cornering him to hurt him and did so with remarkable precision. To say that this is something other than murder and that is clearly murder, you have to be in some other fact world. I I don't, I can't understand that. I, I, uh, I wanted to play a game of who had the worst fall this week. Uh, Remember, this wasn't as bad. He, he kind of tenderly put them over. I was so scared to watch the video and I had to Google if they were all right and everything. But it's it not a splat. This, this one's not a splat, at least. Yeah, really. <laughs> and I can't show it without censoring it because I think Susan Wiki Wiki will punish me. But uh, I can give you the general gist. So uh, it, first things first, it's not a crisis at the border. It's just that human traffickers are chucking toddlers over the wall. Okay. Other than that's that, not what happened. He gingerly <laughs> dropped them to the lowest possible point, And then they were both fine. <laughs> Fairness to human traffickers. Fine. Those uh, were some gentle coyotes. I was very okay. impressed with his technique. He could okay. have thrown them over the wall. All he right. dropped them to the lowest possible just, point. Just for the record, people keeping track tonight. Blonde is pro Hunter Biden, pro coyote. Uh, Pro human trafficking in general, as we'll see when I would talk about Matt Gates. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just wait for that. More human trafficking (laughs) is what we need. So, okay, so they're these coyotes are gingerly dropping these toddlers over the uh, the wall in this remote part of the uh, New Mexico border. And they were caught on camera doing this by border agents. And here's the video, as I said, with the actual drop censored by Susan. But you can see. Like you're describing, he could have dropped him there. He didn't. He really could have dropped him there. He didn't. He let it go, and the kid just bounces off the ground. And he got another one. This kid does a better job. Now, how do you want to you want to argue for this part where he just leaves and and leaves two toddlers in the New Mexico desert to fend for themselves? No. No, this is all horrible. I was just saying his <laughs> technique of getting them over the wall without killing them was somewhat impressive. Well, he has um, an interest in them being alive, right? He does want them alive. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is very upsetting. They were reunited with their mother. I don't know. Having a baby has made me soft. On the the, uh, the traffickers did leave those kids alone on the American side of the wall, and of course, potentially exposing those kids to harsh desert elements, but uh, border agents intervened. And I, I, I didn't catch that they were reunited, but they were reunited with your parents. You saw that? Yes. Okay. All because right. Because I felt compelled to check on the health of these toddlers. 
I was very worried about it. Well, then the debate is already over in terms of uh, who had the worst fall. And it's going to be won by this uh, Antifa activist, or at least anti-capitalist activist in New York, Manhattan, trying to climb Chase Bank while his friends are vandalizing the property. Here is a much rougher fall, I think. Get down. Get down. Pretty good climb to get all the way up. What there. is he doing? Is that blood? He fell from where? No, Antifa does not bleed black. He had uh, apparently a can of spray paint or some other sort of paint that exploded upon his landing. What happened to him? He fell. He fell from where? Uh, He he fell on his hip. That's all. Nothing to see here. I, I did find it particularly ironic. He is getting help from police and first responders right in front of his friend's defund graffiti. I thought yeah. that was pretty great. Ooh. The man I like was how everybody to- was really slow to move on that one, though. <laughs> the man was taken to Bellevue Hospital uh, reportedly, but I did not see information about the nature of his injuries. Okay. Who had the uh, the worst Biden cringe of the week? That's another contest, I would say, between Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and First Lady Jill Biden. Uh, So Biden has his first uh, cabinet meeting this week and Pete, Mayor Pete, I guess, biked to it. And there were different there were different takes on this, different responses, different claims of fact. What I understand is he biked to the uh, to the event and back to the Department of Transportation from the event. But he had this entourage of SUVs. Which makes you wonder why he was doing the biking at all. Here was the video. Got a bike in his suit. Riding away. I didn't know he'd ride it in his suit. So unload the bike from the SUV. This double mass security. Get on your bike and uh, ride it to the White House meeting. <laughs> Very what environmental. Is- shameless homosexual also (laughs) too friendly with the bike seat you think (laughs) well uh there were as i said there were claims that pete was dropped off right by the white house to stage an arrival according to a transportation department spokesperson he was he did in fact bike the whole way from the department of transportation offices to the white house how far is that they said it's like six miles from what I saw. Okay. All right. So he did the biking. So I'm not I'm not alleging that he drove the whole way and then pulled out the bike and biked a block for the photo op. But it is clear that the he had this security detail in SUVs uh, escorting him. So yeah. what's the difference? How is yeah. this? That is the heaviest carbon footprint by bike ever achieved. You have multiple SUVs tailing you. Just sit in the SUV. What are we doing? What's wrong with me? I also don't have that much of a problem with this. No, what's but, wrong with me? But oh it's all, God. but it's all appearances. It's, 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 that's my point is it's all appearances. It's not anything that's actually substantive or effective. What did he, I know, what did he I know. achieve something's, by this? Something's wrong. I hope I'm not pregnant. That way. You're pregnant again. It must be. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far you've gone really soft and this is how you were back then. Oh no. So, something, something has changed. Okay. But, there's no way you can go soft on this one. First lady Jill Biden was giving a speech on Wednesday afternoon for oh, Cesar Chavez Day. 
She got energetic delivering the famous Obama line, si se puede, roughly uh, translates to yes, we can in Spanish, <laughs> but her delivery was not quite correct. So say it with me. Si se puede. The future is ours. Thank you. Oh, no. What what do you think was more embarrassing? Was it the pronunciation or the fact that she was speaking in front of maybe a dozen people? It's both pretty bad. That was hard to watch. She's acting like she's in front of an entire stadium, yelling, screaming to the crowd. And it's like 10 people in lawn chairs right in front of her. And the other underrated piece of this is why is Jill Biden dog whistling to her Nazi supporters? I would like a media inquiry because this is the logo behind her is the logo of the National Farm Workers Association. Yeah, that's yeah. the flag. And uh, and of course, it has a, a an upright eagle on it with its wings spread. It looks very Nazi esque. Yeah. This was a huge controversy when uh, when Trump was the president. Remember, he had America First shirts with a similar upright eagle with spread wings. That's right. And yeah. that was accused. He was accused of using Nazi imagery. So much so that USA Today fact-checked the claims that it was Nazi-like or similar to Nazi imagery. And USA Today's fact-checking ruling, true. The claims that a Trump campaign t-shirt uses a symbol similar to a Nazi eagle is true based on our research. So if these two symbols are similar on the left and the right, uh, you gotta you got to say that this is similar to Nazi symbolism. I would think they're... That's just that's just a pixelated Nazi symbol. It looks like a Minecraft Nazi symbol is what it looks like. Good for them. <laughs> and lastly, uh, we mentioned this a little bit on Wednesday, but um, if you would like to to join the ongoing party of, of disliking videos of Jill Biden uh, firing up a dozen passers by with C. C. Podway or Pete Buttigieg. Guess what? Uh, we can't. His, you better get your dislikes in quickly is is, is yeah. what I'm saying. Because um, YouTube is reportedly experimenting with removing dislike numbers from public view. YouTube released a statement or put out a tweet this week that said in response to creator feedback around well-being and targeted dislike campaigns, we're testing a few new designs that don't show the public the dislike count. So. I'd like to know who are the creators that you're referencing. I'm not, I don't have the widest group of YouTube friends, but I'm somewhat plugged in. I've never heard anybody complain about the ability to see YouTube dislikes. Dislikes, yeah. And for the people that are very sensitive, you already can hide likes or you already can hide ratings. But of course, if you do that, that would hide both. Yeah. So they want to show the likes but not the dislikes. And of course, one would wonder what sprung this new idea. Could it be that every single video on the official White House YouTube channel is disliked into hell? Every single one you can. It's been kind of a meme since Joe Biden took office. They took office. They deleted the Donald Trump content and they started posting Jen Psaki press conferences and they all get disliked into hell. What a surprise. And we know that YouTube has had Joe Biden's cover politically, at least somewhat, of course, you can't question the results of the election on YouTube. You can't question the infinite wisdom of the World Health Organization or, you know, by extension, Dr. Fauci or any of these people that are supposed coronavirus experts. If you can't question those things, it stands to reason they would limit your ability or at least limit the visibility of you to publicly disapprove of such. Right. Claims. Yeah. So if you're propagandizing for Joe, you got to remove 
you got to remove what looks like prop. Uh, you got to remove what looks like disapproval of Joe's propaganda. It's highly transparent. I mean, it's fairly obvious to anybody that's paying attention what's going on here. Although I do think that the general public knows about this White House YouTube channel thing. Probably not. It's probably a little more niche. I can't. Yeah. Uh, do I? Uh, who the hell watches Joe Biden content, period? But who's fire? Who's honestly firing up the official White House YouTube channel to watch the latest press conference from yeah. whoever the hell this lady is talking about how, how your stimulus check is going to save the day? Yeah, that's a good point. So I don't I don't know. The point of that channel is basically to be an outlet for people who hate Joe Biden to click the dislike button, do their civic duty right. and move on with their day. So. We'll see. Of course, there will be ways around this, as people had reference. You, you just type dislike in the comments. But of course, what's the problem? What's the problem with that? They already disable all the comments on the White House YouTube channel. Yeah, and you could just keyword block comments too if you yeah. didn't want to disable. Yeah. So they will. Uh, it's just it's very odd how the most popularly elected president of all time keeps having to find ways to eliminate dissent. <laughs> His support is overwhelming, yet he can't quite quiet the people who criticize him that's really odd but i'll say no more than that susan don't worry tell me instead about the capital car attack so this suspect uh rammed his car into two capital police officers and then hit the north barricade barrier at the capitol um and then police fired upon the suspect they locked down the whole Capitol complex. Two U.S. Capitol police officers were taken to different hospitals with injuries. One died. Um, and then the one the one that died was Billy Evans. He was an 18-year U.S. Capitol police veteran. The second Capitol police officer is pretty much fine. So He's he stable, died because threatened. he was hit by the car. That's what happened? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the suspect died following the attack. His name was Noah Green. He was 25. And I don't know. I mean, apparently there's social media posts in the weeks before the attack. He had lost a job. He had medical ailments. And it said, although I didn't find a lot of corroborating information on this, that he believed the federal government was targeting him with mind control. Hmm. And he did have repeated TBI from playing football. Do, do you know, did you catch what levels of football he played? Was he a college football player? Or I'll how, look how, it up. How I'll far did up. he go, I wonder? You can get TBI at any level, but I just wonder how long his football career was. Football. Anyway, while you play that, I will, or while you look for that, I will mm. play. There was some, I, I, I read that there was footage of the attack itself. I couldn't find it. And even if it, it yeah. was out there, Susan, I'm sure would not let me play it. What I do have is immediately after the attack, the suspect is being wheeled away, presumably dead at that time. I can't show you his body, but you can get an idea for what the scene looked like. Taking a look College here of how it all unfolded moments ago within the last hour here. Critical situation as they were taking. And that could have been the suspect right there. That could have been the suspect there that they were taken away because that suspect was shot. But this is viewer discretion is always advised everybody. In he played college Yikes. football, you said? Yeah, but it might be a community college. Hmm. Glenville State University? I don't know. You can still get hit hard at, you know, depending. Defensive uh, back? I don't know what that means. So he played corner or safety. He tried to stop people from catching passes would be. So he would have been getting hit a lot? Uh, depending, yeah. I mean, he, he would have been hitting people a lot, yeah. 
So this is plausible. Could be. I I I don't know his history, um, and I do know that lots of NFL players who have had TBI have gone kind of crazy and done harmful things to themselves or others. So that's certainly however. A he was a black leftist Muslim. Well, the only thing that's certain in light of that information, because he 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 did have a whole social social media history praising Louis Farrakhan and Nation of Islam and all this sort of stuff. Um, but in light of that, investigators, of course, believe uh, it was an isolated incident from a disturbed young man. So nothing to see here. We won't hear anything more about this. Move along. And uh, that'll be that. And of course, uh, if as though they learned nothing from but two weeks ago with the Boulder shooter, when initial images came out of him and he looked white, so people jumped on the white shooter with an AR-15 bandwagon until he came out the next day that he was a Syrian yeah. guy. They did the same thing here. There were initial reports that this was not connected to terrorism. So people jumped on that. Oh, that means it's a white guy. It's a white guy. If uh, it was not connected to terrorism, there's a whole list of blue checks uh, that you can you can browse here. They they did the exact same damn thing, jumping on the it's a white guy bandwagon before the information was out, and the information was out pretty fast. I think same day we knew who this guy was, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, or at least the yeah. next day. But uh, and it, maybe you think, oh well, that's just that's just Twitter. Who really cares? Yeah, kinda. But it's also not just Twitter. Uh, MSNBC during their live reporting at 2 p.m. Eastern, which is right when this thing was happening, more or less, they had Pete Williams on who was reporting live. We're told it was a white male who was driving the car. So they're just putting that white male information out the second they get a sniff of it without yeah. confirming it. Cause why? Because they, they want it to be. They want it to be that. That's uh, And then in the second it's not, it's it's dropped. So you will not hear anything more about Noah Green. That was his name. I already forgot his name. Noah Green. That was that's what it was. Who? Yeah, I already forgot. And I, I seriously don't even remember the Boulder shooter's name anymore. Uh, oh my god, Alyssa. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that, that he's going to go the same way. Also, this shooter in uh, Orange County, California. It's a, uh, it's another mass shooting that. Uh, has totally disappeared and will be gone immediately. You may have heard a little bit about a shooting in Orange, California that left four people dead, including a nine-year-old boy until the shooter Yikes. was identified as 44-year-old M- Aminadab Galaxio Gonzalez. He was armed with a semi-auto handgun and pepper spray, among other equipment. And um, I got to say, it was very kind of him to wear a mask while doing the shooting. You can see him on building surveillance images uh, here, wearing a mask. That's the great thing about the modern times. Somebody wearing a bandana around their face used to signify criminal. Now it means good Samaritan. Yeah. Which one was he? Was he being responsible with his mass shooting? You'll be the judge. Yeah. So the shooter went into this office building and locked the gate with a bike lock to obstruct police from entering. And he shot four people dead. They were mostly from one family, a 50 year old man, his wife and her son who was nine years old. And the fourth victim was a coworker. The shooter had relationships with the victims or at least some of the victims. So he appeared to have 
some sort of professional relationship with them. I, I haven't seen a lot of details on what exactly that is. He also appeared to have some familiarity with the building because he navigated both levels pretty efficiently. He locked it down to obstruct police entry pretty efficiently. He was killed uh, on the scene. It's unclear based on this reporting if he was shot by police or if he killed himself, but he is right. dead. Yeah. And just... um. Just a reminder, uh, California, of course, is one of only two states in the union to have an A rating from the Giffords Law Center on uh, gun control laws. The only other state is New Jersey. They, You can go on here and read all the gun law strength, number one of 50 states. Read all about how California keeps you safe. Uh, it did not stop any of these people from being victimized, of course. The state does not cannot save you from a crazy person like this they can only show up to clean up the mess afterward and that's what they did and that's not a knock on police i'm not mad at the cops in this scenario it's just the cops can't be everywhere at at once and you can't ban your way into safety yeah Yeah. i am sure i i i hope that uh, i i hope there wasn't prolonged suffering for these people And, and when you're in that sort of situation i guarantee when you've got a crazed gunman coming after you and shooting up your building, targeting your nine-year-old son, among other people, the number one thing you're hoping for is a gun, either a cop carrying one or one in your own hand. Exactly. So what happened? What? Ha- how was this possible in California? How could this possibly be achieved? It's illegal, right? I can't believe he did it. Okay. Let's get into the uh, George Floyd trial a little bit. I did. Um, did you watch any of the trial or just clips or how far into it did just you get clips? I mean, it, I was like, well, this is just going to be a show of emotion for everybody. And also, I don't care. And um, justice is not going to be it's not going to influence the outcome of this. Mm. A desire for justice is not going to influence the outcome. This is going to be about everybody's feels about George Floyd and blah fucking blah. The way so, tonight's going, you're going to join them very soon. George Floyd was the hero who was gone too soon. I know. Uh, I'll be in a BLM shirt next time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I watched the full opening statements from the prosecution and the defense. I've seen a good amount of the witness testimony, though. It, it I, who, Who's watched it all? I have not. Um, <laughs> but so far, I've been very disappointed with the lack of factual revelations, new information. There's very little of it to discuss. Mostly the prosecution, in my opinion, is relying on emotion rather than new fact or at least a coherent assembly of the facts to prove Derek Chauvin's guilt based on the charges that they brought. So they put the grocery store clerk on the stand who took George Floyd's counterfeit money. And he's sad because he feels like he could have stopped the whole thing if he just didn't accept the money. And they put this random off-duty EMT on the stand who's indignant that Derek Chauvin uh, didn't let her help even though she's not in uniform. She's not on duty and the police have a duty to secure the scene. Like that made no sense. But she's very sad and angry because she could have saved George. George even Cher tweeted out like, over yeah, the I saw that. Oh, I could have saved George Floyd. Oh, man. The number one comment on that article on Daily <laughs> Mail was if she only she could turn back time. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on. That uh, that's deserving of a delayed rim shot. Yeah, that was an excellent one. OK, so and, and then they put the girl, the girl on the stand who recorded the uh the primary video and, and she had a good cry about Why? it. Why? Why does that matter? Because she saw George Floyd suffering. Yeah, I know. We all watched your video too. Yeah. 
So everybody up there in, or at least most of them are talking about what they could have done and how sad they are. And, and nobody's really up there talking about how, about what George Floyd did to himself, which remains, at least in my opinion, the primary factor in his death, if not the only factor. Soul factor. Yeah. Yeah. Except for George Floyd's former girlfriend, who I have not heard anything about until now, until this trial. I couldn't believe she was a fat old white lady. <laughs> she also talks about, as we'll get to in a moment with, um, with her taking George Floyd to the hospital, she had to get home to her son. Uh, rough draw. If you're, uh, you know, if, if, if you're the stepson, oh man, George Floyd is my new dad. Yeah. That's a tough one. Uh, so, okay. So this is George Floyd's former girlfriend, Courtney Ross, who was cross. She was uh, a witness brought by the uh, prosecution. She was cross-examined by the defense and she did reveal a few new key pieces of information. So new piece of information. Number one, she confirmed that the person who was in the car with George Floyd at the time of the incident was in fact his drug dealer, or at least a drug dealer who had provided both of them with right. drugs in the past and presumably was still doing so. And new piece of information number two in March of 2020, which of course is just two months prior to George Floyd's death. She had to, uh, th this ex-girlfriend had to bring him to the emergency room for a drug overdose. Right. So here is uh, some of her testimony. Is that the person you know to be Maurice Hall? Yes. And that's the person um, that both you and Mr. Floyd had previously purchased controlled substances from? Yes. But then there was an extended hospital stay mm -hmm. yes. in March. Can you describe for the jury what led up to that hospital stay? I went to go pick Floyd up from his house that night. Um, I thought I was taking him to work. He wasn't feeling good. His stomach really hurt. He was doubled over in pain. I took him straight to the hospital. We went to the ER. They were checking him out in the ER, and I had to get home to my son, so I left that Friday night. You later learned that that was uh, due to an overdose? Yes. And maybe you, maybe you think Lack of cares. personal knowledge. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They even the, bother with that. I don't know the reason they're objecting or the legal, the specific legal proceeding right. stuff. But, you know, maybe you think who cares just because he did drugs and OD'd in the past doesn't mean he deserved excessive force that was applied to him. This is a, a pattern of behavior at this point, though. And that's the point is he has nearly died from his drug habits in the past. It sort of stands to reason that perhaps this was the time where his drug habits finally yeah, caught yeah. up to him. And maybe it was in combination with the police, but based on his past interactions, he seemed to have quite the fear of police too. He would pop drugs yeah. whenever he had confrontations with police. He would get erratic as we've seen in the body cam footage. So is it, it directly does show a pattern of behavior? I think it's relevant. Yeah. Is, is it, does it directly prove that George Floyd died of a, a drug overdose solely in this case? no, but does it make it more plausible circumstantially? Yeah. You at least have to consider that. And of course, um, it, 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 it's worth considering too, because of the, the, the question at the center of this case, especially for the second degree murder charge, the felony murder charge. The question is, uh, did George, uh, did Derek Chauvin commit felony assault against George Floyd? If you can show that you can get to that second degree murder charge, it's a felony murder charge. As in, 
Maybe you didn't intend to kill George Floyd, but you were committing a felony assault on him that resulted in death. Right. Therefore, we got you. Okay, but if George Floyd is a junkie who is routinely on drugs and behaving insanely erratically and difficult to control, was was that restraint mechanism unjustified? Because and it's not just unjustified. They're going to have to show it was felony assault, right? Committed against him. So it's not it's not just that George Floyd potentially killed himself, which I do think that he did. It's the state that George Floyd put him himself into which is totally erratic, uh, drug-driven, insane person. And if you're the police officer, you're Derek Chauvin, who, according to some of the testimony in this trial, was something like 140 pounds, 150 pounds, against 230 or whatever plus pound George Floyd, plus the power of meth. (laughs) You're going to have to probably be a little bit, you're going to have to err on the side of, of being a little forceful with him potentially to make sure that he's restrained and the scene is secure. Exactly. Yeah. So that this, this, this sort of thing I think is going to be very difficult to prove for the prosecution as we watch this develop. And even in the prosecution's opening statement, the, um, the, the presenter or the prosecutor was saying, Oh, look, you can see this part in the footage where George Floyd kind of rolls over a little bit to provide himself more room for his rib cage to expand, to breathe. And that's because Derek Chauvin was basically choking him out. I saw that footage and I thought the exact opposite. Derek Chauvin is giving him room to move a little bit to give himself some comfort, but he's not going to allow him to escape. And he does look like he's just protecting himself to some degree. You can see, Throughout they played the prosecution played the whole nine minute video. You can see George Floyd moving his head upward, rolling over a little bit. It, the the press on him was not so significant that he had no mobility whatsoever. That's just right. not what happened. Yep. And you're all, the prosecution also is going to have to wrestle with the fact that how how could a felony assault result in no bodily injury, no mm-hmm. trauma to the trachea, no trauma to the neck, exactly. not even minor bruising. Yeah, you can you can flick somebody hard enough to bruise them. And what was going on with this hyoid bone? Hi, is that how you pronounce it? Um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what that's. I, I think it was fine. I yeah, I, I actually don't think it was damaged. Which uh, or am I thinking about Epstein with the hanging? I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. Most people break a certain bone when they are hanged or hang themselves. So he had no in the autopsy. He had no trachea damage or no like no that. physical trauma. So the idea that a felony assault could produce no physical trauma, I think, is very difficult. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't we'll, matter. This we'll is watch. Uh, charade. Yeah. We'll, we, will, uh, we will see. Now, this next uh, piece of testimony, it's not necessarily new facts, but it was entertaining. And there are important questions that I would like answered definitively. So the prosecution called Donald Williams to the stand. He's, I guess, a local boxer, MMA fighter who was on the sidewalk witnessing George Floyd's death and heckling the police. And the prosecution uh, had to, uh, or the prosecution asked him to explain his knowledge of a so-called blood choke that he says uh, Derek Chauvin was using on Floyd. Again, this by virtue of, I guess, his MMA expertise, but he has no medical qualifications. He has no knowledge of Minneapolis Police Department training. He's a guy who witnessed the the death of George Floyd and also happens to be a recreational fighter. That's it. Yeah. So the defense's cross-examination is where it got a lot more interesting. The defense was emphasizing how Williams was angry 
and threatening toward police. If you listen back to the footage, he's saying all sorts of threatening, hostile things to Derek Chauvin and the rest of the cops. The defense is trying to demonstrate that he's not a credible witness due to his anti-police bias. But Donald Williams refuses to acknowledge the obvious truth that he's just really pissed off and heckling the cops. <laughs> you grew more and more upset. Would you agree with that? Correct. You grew angry, right? Um, I grew control and professionalism. You started calling them names. Yes? You, you heard that. Yeah. You heard right? the video. You called him a tough guy, right? You, you watched the video. You called him a bum at least 13 times. That's what you counted in the video? And that's what you got, 13. Those terms grew more and more angry. Would you agree with that? They grew more and more pleading for life. You call him a fucking pussy-ass bitch. If that's what you heard, I'm sure that's I'm what I'm asking did. you, did you say that? If that's what the video recalled, that's what I did. Do you recall saying, I dare you to touch me like that, I swear I'll slap the, fucking, the fuck out of both of you? Yeah, I did. So again, sir, it's fair to say that you grew angrier and angrier. No, I grew professional and professional. And I stayed in my body. <laughs> you can't pay me out to be angry. Okay, I'm not even mad. Okay, you're seeing an upsetting sight. You say shit. All right, I'm not even that mad about it. But like, dude, no, I was I was totally professional the whole time when I was saying, "You pussy ass bitch, I will whip your ass." <laughs> you can't paint me out to be angry in no way. More professional. He grew Man. more and more professional. No, the, he said, I grew professional and professional. Oh, is that what he said? That's <laughs> what he said. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. And I want to, to say up front. Well, well, let me frame this. Okay, when he witnessed, when Donald Williams witnessed George Floyd's death, Donald Williams was wearing a black Northside Boxing Club hoodie. And internet deep divers noticed there's a video last summer of a similar looking man wearing the same hoodie, vandalizing police cars at the St. Paul Target in response to George Floyd's death. I want to emphasize up front, I think, and I'll be curious for your opinion. We haven't talked about it. I think this is a different person, but I do think this is close enough to question. And I've not seen any conclusive information on the identity of who this person in the video is. Again, this is footage from last summer after George Floyd's death, St. Paul target. Okay. Now I've, I've got some stills. So on your right is Donald Williams wearing the North side boxing club hoodie on the left is the guy smashing the cars wearing the same hoodie. So people are speculating that's that's him doing the vandalism. I I, I have some blown up uh, facial images here. The faces look know. different to me, but they're not that far off. The facial hair is different. Uh, the shorts are also the same. And are they the exact same ones? They looked they looked Let identical. And the gait and build is similar it's hard to tell the the image at saint in saint paul is more brightly lit so i can't tell maybe they're the same shorts they look darker in the i don't know man i think it looks like him but you could convince me it was him or that it was not him yeah it's it's uh it's such a close call and i've seen battles in the youtube comments i, I again i'm not saying that that donald williams is a vandal at the saint paul target from last summer what i am saying right. is the the 
information and the images are close enough that I would just like some clarification. I would yeah. like some verification on who that guy is. Because if they literally put a guy who's out vandalizing cop cars on the stand as one of their key witnesses, that's that's a really bad look for the prosecution. But again, it truly is. This is a total if it's speculative, not making a claim of fact. Just think it's an interesting nugget from the Internet. Oh, man. So what's up next at the George Floyd trial? Well, um, we are going to hear from the Minneapolis police chief, Medaria Arredondo. He's expected to testify this week. So far, I have, um, as I mentioned, I've not been impressed with the uh, prosecution's building of a, a fact-based case. Yeah. It's been more emotion than outrage. But uh, Arredondo, I mean, he has a potential to be of huge impact for either side because he is going to testify, presumably, to a key fact in this case. And that is whether it's going to be under the broader question of whether uh, Chauvin's use of force was reasonable or excessive, mm-hmm. but he's going to be able to speak to the degree to which Chauvin followed Minneapolis police department training. And if, if he's going to speak, if he's going to say that Derek Chauvin did, and there is pr- training that demonstrates its exact hold, that's pretty devastating for the prosecution. It doesn't, it, they're just going to ignore it though. It's hard to say, you know, who it, it's who's on the, uh, it it just depends on who the jurors are and, and whether they are more fact-based, logic-based, letter-of-the-law-based than they are uh, pull-at-your-heartstrings, emotion-based type people. I guess so. I, I don't know. I mean, who's going to be fact-based in this? If I were a juror, I'd be afraid that if I hung the jury that I would get murdered. And I had to scratch it from the notes because I, I figured we didn't have enough time. But the New York Times put out a story this week digging up as much information as they could possibly publish on the jurors without naming them. That is remarkable to me. Yeah. And they posted it on Twitter. They were proud of it. They, uh, they, they prefaced the story. Jurors are supposed to be anonymous for a bunch of principled reasons, but here's what we know. This lady's 40. She's a nurse. This guy's whatever age. He's a chemist, stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, you would think, that you could narrow that down if you really wanted to narrow it down, and you wanted to, you wanted to be the sort of person that said, uh, Hey, uh, kind of, I have an idea of who you are. And, uh, if you don't, if you don't decide the right way in this case, things might get really bad for you. The New York times didn't do that. They didn't threaten anybody, but they're kind of, it reads as though they're putting out the it ingredients. It's clearly a threat for someone. I mean, to don't do you that. think it's, it's making threats easier. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. So the, the, uh, this uh, police chief will probably is probably the most anticipated uh, testimony to come and could be a big boost or a big setback for either side. I certainly will be tuning in for that one. Meanwhile, we have um, an update in the Ahmad Arbery case. Oh, do we? Yeah. Where's where? Where's that? Here we go. Uh, OK, so this is the case. uh this is the case of the actual jogger who was uh, checking out property under construction. And this was in Georgia. This, the case blew up last year around this time. I think he was actually killed February, 2020. Right. But we got the footage around this time last year. Yep. And so Ahmad Arbery was out jogging after sort of curiously inspecting construction sites and he was tailed by the McMichaels, a father and a son. 
And that led to them confronting Ahmaud Arbery and Ahmaud Arbery grabbed the guy's shotgun and then he got shot by the shotgun and he was shot dead. And the the McMichaels, the father and the son, are facing murder charges. So it's always been somewhat unclear what exactly Ahmaud Arbery was doing that day. And I remember discussing on this show at length, like, to what degree is it normal to jog around and look at buildings under construction? To no degree. And the live chat was like, well, I go into construction site, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, are you white? Because. Uh, <laughs> is that it's a known white activity? Is that, it, OK, if, if you're telling me that, that a white person does this, I'd be like, oh, they're looking at the logistics of the of the construction site. You tell me a black person does this. I'm like, oh, uh, they're scouting it out so they can rob it. Come on. I'm t- I tire of being right constantly. <laughs> I think I. My opinion has been that it's bizarre regardless that I just who the hell jogs and tours construction sites. I just think that's weird. Although some people claim that they do it and I'll believe you. I'm not saying you made it up. I just I think it's somewhat odd behavior. That's all. And listen, I'm not disputing the uh, accuracy of your original take in the in this case. All right. I, ha- I have to acknowledge that. Um, OK, so that's always been the question. How is that? normal or is that suspicious well now now that the case is getting more into its development we have some more information some new evidence according to court filings in august of 2018 witness reports and body cam video show that arbery was caught by a stay-at-home mom looking into the windows of her cars when confronted by police arbery was given a trespass warning and he lied and said he had quote gone running in the street He became very aggressive and confrontational and repeatedly threatened that he would, quote, whip the officer's ass if they did not leave him alone. It's not just that. In October of 2018, police body cam video shows Arbery and two others were confronted at a vacant mobile home by police. Arbery ran. He was later caught and lied, saying that he was just out running uh, when asked about being in the mobile home. So he has a habit of doing this. I'm I'm just jogging when, in fact, I'm committing very suspicious slash criminal behavior. And how bad is I mean, this is satire level claim in <laughs> in this in this particular piece of evidence. So in 2019 and 2020, local convenience store interviews reveal Arbery was known as, quote, the jogger. His nickname was the jogger. This was because of his repeated behavior of running up, stretching in front of the store, and then entering the store to steal stuff and run away. Again, under the presentation that he's just jogging. So repeatedly, he was using this jogger image as cover for criminal activity. This is sort of similar to the George Floyd case in that does that prove that he that what happened to him was justified? No, it doesn't. But it does provide some context. (laughs) it does provide some context to explain why this sort of confrontation might happen. And indeed that the just a jogger image is exactly what Ahmad Arbery had repeatedly been trying to present when in. So we'll find out again. I have some problems based on my understanding of what I've seen the McMichaels doing uh, that I'm not convinced that this was totally justified. You can do a citizen's arrest in Georgia if you witness someone commit a felony. And uh, there are a whole bunch of stipulations. Did the McMichaels witness him commit a felony? Did they just suspect? There are all kinds of questions. Trial will resolve that. 
So I'm not making any sort of claim that Ahmad Arbery got what he deserved or that there aren't legal problems with the, what the Mike McMichaels did. What I am saying is oh, the claim. Oh, come on. He totally got what he deserved. What did he expect? Well, if you if you run around committing crimes, bad things do happen to you, no doubt. What I'm saying is, does that mean that the McMichaels did not have legal problems with their course of action? Not necessarily. The only thing I want to say yeah. is that the the claim that Ahmad Arbery did absolutely nothing wrong, you can put that to bed. That is out the window. Ahmad Arbery had a pattern and a habit of doing things wrong under this disguise of being a jogger. <laughs> Every time I hear that, uh, you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, they, they might not have um, great legal standing, but every time you commit a robbery, you have to think it's possible that you're going to get murdered. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It, it, I guess what I'm saying is I'm, I'm thinking in legal technical terms as opposed to just what happens if you start robbing places. Because yeah. the, just in a layman sense, like, yeah, death is definitely a risk of doing that. 100 yeah. yeah. percent. But the, the legal technical questions of when is someone justified? And of course, I, I from what I've seen, I don't think that the McMichaels trailed him with the intent to kill him. What happened is Ahmaud Arbery went for the gun. He tried to grab the gun, at which point it discharged and he, he was shot. All the more so, justified then. Well, it, it complicates it, certainly. But I guess the biggest the biggest question for me is, was that. Was what the McMichaels did some sort of lawful citizen's arrest or was it false imprisonment? Was it kidnapping, basically? Yeah. That's going to be a really sticky question. I don't want to say that this new evidence totally justifies everything they did because that's not necessarily true. But uh, this is exactly like the George Floyd previous overdose, though. It does provide additional evidence to a pattern of behavior that makes it uh, that that is relevant to this current case. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as what's next for the case, um, the, uh, the McMichaels and their friend, Roddy Bryan, who filmed the video remain in jail after unsuccessful attempts to get their release on bond. The judge overseeing the case has informed both sides that no further hearings will happen until the public emergency has subsided. So additional hearings will only occur if both sides agree to do that by video in the meantime, but that was in January. So we could see some movement on this case in the relatively near future. Uh, but that's all I got. We got a big one coming up, don't we? Uh, the, the story, we should definitely take a break. Yeah. We'll do Matt, Matt Gates next, which this I know story, I can't look away. It's fascinating. I know almost nothing about it. So I'm excited to learn because uh, I tried to follow that this week and I just it, it has so many odd specifics and well, it's it has odd specifics and odd ambiguities. That Sounds I don't like know. you're not reading the stormer. <laughs> oh, they got the best. They got the best Matt Gates coverage over there, do they? The best. OK. <laughs> All, All right, right, let's do let's do some stupers. Yes, let me uh, as I always do. Let me open up the treasure chest over on uh, D Live before I forget. Thank you guys for hanging out over there. It's coming momentarily. <laughs> so, guys dropping babies over fences and Hunter freaking Biden gets blonde sympathy, but a guy checking out an empty building gets none. Yes, <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, uh, that uh, you know the most. I don't have to explain can, myself. It's just self awareness. That's the most you can ask for, and blonde provides it. All right. Yeah. Does it make any sense? No. (laughs) Do I care? That's the thing. Do I care that it makes no sense? No, I also don't care. Uh, Anderson Bush, have y'all heard of Grand Solar Minimum? The northern part of the U.S. could be too cold to grow any food in less than 30 years. Time to move south. I will not. 
move to the south. It is so hot. I won't do it. I won't do it. I don't think I would do well in the south, but of, of course I would move basically anywhere for the prospect of just being left the hell alone. That's the dream. Yeah. So maybe someday. Old Mulray sends two high truth seekers. The battle may be won, not with brass and lead, but with silver, gold, and rupees. This is the way the world ends. Not with the bang, but with a whimper. Hmm. T.S. Eliot, God bless you all. God bless you too. Matt's insight to discipline our, our proverbial, do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul. Proverbs. Hmm. Um, rod striking, you say. Just do an episode with Steve Franson on my channel on peaceful parenting that okay. everybody should check out. I haven't had a, a chance to listen to that one. Um, so I will give it a listen and I'll, of course, post the audio too. I haven't done that yet. Josh and Jesus, there will be armed guards around the big trial, but there will also be guards around people's knees. You should keep some greens around your collar so that you can negotiate for your own safety. I'm uh, worried about the future. Um, right wing death squad engineer. I shouldn't say that. I should just abbreviate. I, I, I don't even know what get you're banned. getting at. I don't know. Whatever. Um, oh, right, wing, right wing death squad. That's what you're talking. Matt um, and I once made love. De defense. Right wing defensive squad. Obviously. Yeah, that's what I mean. We did the Christensen rodeo. <laughs> What's that? This is hilarious. That's when you're hitting it from the back and you tell him how to run his YouTube channel and then try to hold on for eight seconds. <laughs> 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 I thought it was a sex act, but that just sounds legit. <laughs> Hitting it from behind, it is definitely a sex act. Uh, maybe, maybe it might just be, it might just be a spank. Get Moving on, yeah. Long Don John. Seeing all this narrative breaking evidence piling up will make it sadder when he gets railroaded for it anyway, and it'll be even sadder when it happens to Cal Rittenhouse or Am I Too Black Pill. No, you are right on, Mister Dong. I, I hate myself for as much as I for as much as I think that the Chauvin prosecution is going to have a tough time in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. I I can't even understand how you could possibly prosecute that kid oh, for I murder. Know. That doesn't make I any know. sense. So if they're both convicted murderers, I mean, that that is confirmation. We live in a nonsense world. Yeah, it is what we do live in a nonsense world. It'd be a, you'd have a hard time convincing me that we don't right now. Yeah. Um, let's see, where was I? Uh, President Meg Thomas says, just here for my weekly dose of digital blackface. You will get it here. <laughs> Sabina Carlson, hubby and yeah. I are on our way home from South Carolina to Georgia. And we're listening in with our earbuds on separate phones. So we don't wake the kids up. That is wow. good parenting. Not letting dedication. Kids to the show. Yeah. Thank you. John guys. Smith. Have a good night. Beauty and the Beta episode 80 randomly showed up in my recommended today, and it made for a great pre-show show, still monetized. I'd highly recommend it for its rewatch value. Still got ads, you say. Ep, ep 80 would have been oh, a year and a half into the show, so that must have been like late 2017, early... Four years ago, yeah. Early 2018, maybe? Yikes. We are old. What episode is today? 252. Two, of course, they're two weekly. 252. Yeah. I'd highly recommend it for rewatch. I read that already. Thanks for what you do, guys. Much love. We love you too. Let's do like five more. Daniel Kunkel, if the Chauvin trial doesn't result in a murder conviction, will we see the fires from space? Also, should residents of Minnesota be able to sue the state since they manipulated info that incited violence? Serious answer to both yes and yes. Interesting. Was that, are we talking about the settlement or what was the manipulated info that resulted in, in rioting? What's the specific allegation? 
Um, I mean, don't you think that they manipulated the information about Chauvin? The initial information release. Did the state do that? Or, or I'm did, sure some of it was state sanctioned. I get I, I'm not dismissing the possibility. I just don't know what the specific payout are. also was bad. The, the but payout I don't think seems a little uh, sus- uh, suspicious. Yeah. Like it was designed to paint uh, a presumption of Chauvin guilt right in time for the trial. hundred yeah. percent. Son of the wolf. Um, happy Easter, everyone. He is risen. He is indeed. Joshy boy says joggers have to go. I know. I just hate watching them jog. So much jogging. <laughs> Daniel Castle also says he is risen indeed. Boogeyman says, um, gay. Can yeah. The sounder as button? always. Surviving Crusader says, hail from Alberta, finally leaving a progressive company after nearly three years. Here's some new beginning coin. Despite everything, we can keep clawing our way towards better lives. Deus fault. Well, excellent. I'll say um, it. I, I hope that leaving a progressive company means a new opportunity, but even if it's just leaving for leaving sake without a prospect for something better, like you have to take risks to win, you know? And, yeah, uh, do. and so regardless of the circumstance, I'm glad that you are making decisions toward a better tomorrow. So congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, one more for right now. Mostly peaceful gun owner. Matt and I once made love. We bonded over a shared love of smoked Parmesan. Then I emptied his, gu- emptied his gun and he put it in my dumpster. <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you oh on my we'll end we missed back. a bunch of people but we could come back to them what maybe it's just the order um I'll oh yeah just no you're right with you let's uh, we can still come back to these we will surviving uh or no hide, uh, is, hide is up next i'll mark okay. that sorry guys thank, thank you, you for your patience that. guys um real quick over on trovo uh c2k with the cash bang appreciate that and uh says he also says uh uk government is set to ignore everyone uh, in the race to be uh, first to go full commie and announce COVID passports using access to, to soccer games, shows, etc., in a set of trials, which of course will be used to justify a need for them. No one here wants them. Well, we're going to get to that talk in a little bit using the vaccine as a carrot to try dangling what they call perks, which is just being a free person going to events yeah having fun with your friends, they're going to dangle that as at best, most charitably an incentive to get the, uh, to get the vaccine at worst, a prerequisite. Like they will otherize you. They will make you a second class citizen. If you choose not to get the stab. So uh, I, I I really hope we're not going to learn this lesson the hard way, but it seems like there's plenty of people in powerful positions who are set on it. Uh, Chubby Stubby says the jury is going to convict. The prosecution got exactly what the group uh, got exactly the group they wanted. Everything happening now is just for show, and they're going to riot no matter what. Uh, th- I I won't count out the worst possible outcome, which is Derek Chauvin is inexplicably a convicted murderer, and they still riot anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good enough. Watch that happen. Okay, uh, we're good over on D Live. Appreciate you guys over there. Thanks for tuning in. And let me just grab a couple on uh, Tippy Stream. We'll hop back into the news, the Matt Gates story. Let's see. Um, where did I leave off? Oh, uh, Bo Cephas says, a Blonde, great show with France and can't wait till Monday for Towler. And if Idaho is full, where should the right move? I'm from California. I'm thinking of Arizona, Colorado, Oregon, or even Utah. We need to think local. The Iowa carry law gives me hope. Uh, I wouldn't bother with Colorado. I heard Arizona's got some good places if you can tolerate the heat. What were the other ones he said? Uh, Utah, Oregon, and you already mentioned Arizona and Colorado. Yeah. 
Um, and then actually Towler's on Tuesday. Tuesday. We okay. have to reschedule. So. You don't you don't even want uh, Californians of the proper perspective coming to your neck of the woods, just full straight up. No, that's it's fine. Yeah. I'm oh. that. Yeah. Well, if you like the Iowa carry law, listen, we need we need your help in Montana as well. We have constitutional carry freshly also. So I think that's what they got in Iowa. I'm not sure. But we have constitutional carry and we need to outnumber the wrong Californians who came here. So yeah. if you'd like to reunite with them and fight them once again, <laughs> Montana is a great place. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Man says, uh, happy Easter, y'all. I was organizing my ammo the other day and found a box of 209 millimeter with a $35 price tag on it. And uh, I had I had fond memories of the good old days. Now I'm going to sit back, have some adult beverages, and enjoy my sanity safe space. Thanks, guys. Well, that's still good news. I know it makes you reminisce, but you could yeah. you, either you have a good supply of nine mil that you can sit in, or if you want to cash in, you might be able to sell that for up to two hundred bucks to the right person. So consider your options and congratulations. Uh, Furious Cinnabon. Uh, says I have become increasingly convinced that fighting gun control at the state level in a similar way to how legalizing weed has been passed in a, in state after state uh, is the best path to securing our two a rights. Do you think this is a winning strategy? Well, thanks for supporting the show and we love you. You're very special. I, I do think that it's a, a winning strategy because one, it's already winning. You have lots of States, including mine actually expanding gun rights, which is awesome to see. Yeah. But two, the reality Here's the thing about sanctuary cities and other times where left-wing interests ignore federal law. It it does work. And what I mean by that is the federal government needs local and state participation to uphold federal laws, be they immigration mm-hmm. laws or be they gun laws, whether they're justified right. or unjustified. Yeah. The feds can't really do it themselves. And if you have even one state that refuses to enforce those laws, let alone a coalition of states refusing to enforce them. Yep. They have a lot harder time coming to your house and sniping your dog. So harder time. They can still do it. Though. They they might be able to pick off a few lassies here and there, but not all of them. Uh, and uh yeah, I, I I not only not only is it working, but I, I think it's crucial to recognize you have the most likelihood at, at success in your local community, in your state, true. in your yeah. city. If we start Getting serious, again, it's butts in seats. That's the idea here. You don't even have to run for office with a grand scheme. It's great if you can achieve things like constitutional carry. But if you can just get butts in seats to say no, the next time some pink hair comes to your city council meeting or your county commission meeting or your state legislature and says, I want equal pay for at the, you know, by the force of gunpoint At least you can push back by force through numbers. Yeah, just say no. Like just pure obstruction is useful in this context. So I think you're thinking exactly the right things. Phil says, it's a shame that MLB felt the need to take a dump on the majority of its fans (laughs) with its decision to move the all-star game. On the other hand, Cobb County, Georgia voted for Biden. So I'm not losing any sleep over losing uh, tourist money. I I didn't, I I, uh, cut that from the show because I figured sports, you would, you would check out on that. Oh, I forgot to tell you, guess what I did last night? What? I watched the entire Zags game. The oh, because they're aren't they in the final four? I don't pay. I don't watch basketball, yeah. but and I enjoy it. Really? So basketball, you prefer basketball over other other gay sports? 
Well, the thing about Gonzaga is that there are all these hot white all-star guys on that team. <laughs> okay. And they just like smoked these black these black UCLA dudes. <laughs> okay. So for me, did, it was racial. How did I not see it going this direction? Number 24. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh yeah. Um but but yeah, I uh, the baseball made a ridiculous decision. And of course, um it's they're similar to the NBA. They have no problem with China. They just have a problem with American jurisdictions who have laws they don't like. What a joke. Uh, real quick, uh, Redicus says, uh, gotta love those based polls. I still remember the original uh, at the Shia art display or Shia art display. Get that pastor a bar to fight those limp-wristed pathetic, excuse, <laughs> pathetic excuses for Nazi SS. We need more com block citizens. At least they remember the evil. Redicus yeah. also says, is it bad that I want to see the Uber Eats joggers in front of it uh, brought to justice? <laughs> Quoting Tommy on BT1000's quote. I got to be careful here. Mm. Mm, I don't I don't know who that is, but uh, oh, okay. I don't have it pulled up, so I don't uh, even know. What it well, says. here the, the paraphrase of the quote is. Uh it it's a it's a difficult scenario that should be dealt with aggressively. How about that? Okay. You're putting me in a bind, Redicus, but thank you for being a good sport. Okay. Tell me about the Matt Gets. I always say Gets because I thought it was Gets. Gates. Now everybody says Gates. I'm going with Gates, I guess. But what the, the hell is, story is going is on with this? So crazy. It's so incredibly crazy. I uh could not even believe what I was reading. Um so Matt Gates, Republican of Florida, he's being investigated by the Justice Department over whether or not he had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old, which would be fine, I believe, in the state in which she initially resides. But it seems like there was some sort of funded interstate travel. Um, I don't really care about this from a moral standpoint because the age of consent is 16 in so many states. It's 17 in many states and it's 18 in many states. So presumably... She was legal in the state in which she lived. He brought her to a state in which it was not legal. But he denies he denies any sort of sexual relationship. Period. Regardless. As yeah, far as I, I mean, I'm just saying, if true, don't care. Okay, I, I don't really care. And he wasn't the subject in the investigation. This was a this was Barr initiated this investigation to for somebody else during the Trump administration, and they they found this. So anyway, so she was 17 at the time of the encounters. It was, it was two years ago. And supposedly they were engaging in sex for money or something of value. And this is something else that I'm not I'm not really sure on. Transactional sex is not always an issue. You know, it's it's not always an issue. So anything of value? What what does that mean? Did he did he give her stuff? Did he give her rewards in exchange for participation in the sexual uh how often does that happen in just a normal sexual relationship, though? Yeah, well, I guess. What does that count? Do you take her out for dinner, for example? Yeah. Okay. Like, did you buy her a piece of jewelry? But they're but they're not. Are they making specific allegations that he gave her X in exchange for sex? That's what the allegation is. He denies it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they don't say what those things were. Right. Yeah. Okay. So three people in this examination of Gates says it's a part it's part of a broader investigation into a political ally of his 
Joel Greenberg, who's a local Florida official, who was indicted last summer on an array of charges, including sex trafficking of, of a child and financially supporting people in exchange for sex, at least one of whom was an underage girl. Um, can is it isn't it legal to financially support somebody in exchange for sex? I, I I'm sure it depends on jurisdiction. I have no idea. And of course, this is all this whole thing is a federal investigation. So my understanding right. is it's all related to the interstate travel, the trafficking. That's why it's yeah. a federal issue and not, say, a Florida issue or an issue with whatever state uh, may be involved with, uh, from which this uh, girl. I suppose, w- but the where whole she comes from. sugar baby phenomenon. I mean, there's a website called Seeking Arrangements for young women that want to engage in presumably sexual relationships with rich men you know it's i i don't really understand why this is a problem <laughs> well I, don't get it. I i i think it would be a little unorthodox let's put it that way he's 38 she's 17 to be flying her around the country for sex i i would have a problem if that was my daughter let's put it that way well no, so would as- i because i hope she wouldn't turn out to be that that kind of person but do you know what who wants to have sex with 17 year old girls Every man on earth. Well, there are a lot of things that every man on earth wants to do that are wildly immoral and potentially illegal. I'm not accusing Gates of that. I just, I just because men want to do it doesn't make it right either. Uh, You know, I have such less of a my spidey senses tingle so much less on this than the Cuban adopted son thing. Which I I I forgot all about that, but (laughs) I, I. Anyway, I guess that's not directly relevant to this, the Cuban son thing, but it was odd, I suppose. Anyway, okay, so let's let's keep going down the, the okay, track. Okay, so he went on Tucker the other day in this crazy interview. I was like, what am I watching? Okay, and he called the investigation part of an elaborate scheme involving false sex allegations to extort him and his family for $25 million that began presumably in March. He said that he and his father, Don Gates, who I looked up, and he's worth like hundreds of millions of dollars, hmm. had been cooperating with the FBI and wearing a wire after they were approached by people saying they could make the investigation go away. Mr. Gates claimed the disclosure of the sex trafficking inquiry was intended to thwart an investigation into the extortion plot. So Don Gates says, the FBI asked me to try and get that information for Matt and an indication that we could transfer money to Mr. David McGee. Um, And then Gates had all of these uh, documents in his possession, which detail an alleged scheme. This is so fucking crazy. uh, That revolves around attempts by former Air Force intelligence officer Bob Kent and an attorney, David McGee, that I just mentioned, who's a former federal prosecutor, to free ex-FBI agent turned PI Robert Levinson from imprisonment in Iran. So he was declared dead last year, but he went missing in March 2007 in Iran. McGee is the attorney for Levinson's family. And um, Kent, in December 2018, had planned a secret mission to try to rescue Levinson, but he was reportedly thwarted by the federal government. And so the family members of this guy, Levinson, they they said in March 2020 that they presumed him to be dead based on information given by the government or the U.S. government. Um, But the alleged message from Kent said that he had located Levinson in Iran and has two proof of life videos. 
So okay. that's why they wanted the money. Um, wait, wait, just to re- just so I follow, who's they? <laughs> this is so insane. So who's who's? So you have guy ca- ex FBI agent captured in Iran. Right. The they in this situation wants twenty five million dollars to, to what? To pay to Iran to free him? Is that the idea? That is the idea. And who's they? Um, Who are those people? It's David McGee, who's a former federal prosecutor. And um, I guess this guy, Bob Kent, who's a former Air Force intelligence. And they're agent. targeting Matt Gates because they know his family to be wealthy or why? And and probably because Gates has done, uh, presumably has done something. I've said presumably a lot in this episode. Um, you kind of have done, to because this is so ambiguous. Allegedly. I, yeah. should, I should switch it up. Um, because he's done something illegal. It's like the Epstein thing where we're people are doing something illegal and then it gets documented and then there's some sort of oh. entrapment. So they just think they, can, they think they have a get on him and they also know the family's incredibly wealthy. So they try Presumably. to go. Okay. That's yeah. the idea. I think I can follow that because I yes. didn't get, okay. I didn't get what it just didn't make any sense to me. Okay. You got prisoner guy in Iran. You need money to get him out. Why do you go after Matt Gates? It's just that they happen to have dirt on Matt Gates. That's it. Yeah. But I can tell that Matt Gates is a man that's ruled by his vices Hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I actually don't really doubt that this, that this sex thing is true, but, uh, it's one of those things that you'd only get in legal trouble for it if they were trying to get you on something else, you know, and I don't trust the FBI at all. Well, that's so. my issue is like, even, even if there's documentation to show this extortion scheme, um, I, I just, well, I guess maybe that would put me, uh, more on, on Gates, more in Gates's corner. I don't. Who I, I don't, don't like. You know? I don't trust the FBI at all. I don't trust any claim made by the FBI on its face ever, basically, after the last right, right, right. few years we've been through. I know, so, I know. So Kent also requested the Gates family help return Levinson, who's the um, Iran hostage, in exchange for giving Matt Gates credit for the operation and promising a presidential pardon for unnamed legal issues that may ensue. So... And, and I looked at these documents and it's like stuff that also clearly could have been forged. Hmm. It's like an email and a text message. And, you know, it's okay. like, you know, um, the next day on March 17th, Don Gates purportedly met with Kent and Kent handed him a three page document outlining Project Homecoming. That document detailed a plan to save Levinson at the cost of a twenty five million dollar Alone. So Don Gates is super rich because he co-founded this healthcare company. And in 2004, he and his co-founders sold their stock for $406 million. Yeah. So it's well known that he's loaded, like totally loaded. Yeah. And Matt Gates is fighting the powers that be. He has well-known vices. I've heard so many stories about him with young women before this. And you have a variety of combinations. It could be the allegations against Matt Gates could be true and the extortion attempt against him could also be true and criminal. It could be made up for the sole purpose of an extortion attempt. But it does. So it does seem demonstrated. Is it fair for me to say, based on your understanding of the facts, the extortion scheme is fairly well substantiated? Yeah, I think I mean, I believe it okay but these documents could also be fabricated the nature and the nature of the relationship with the young girl is weaker or is that well substantiated i i haven't seen any concrete information on that okay he's denied it outright okay and she's not really a young girl 17 young in the eyes of federal law he would have been 
late 35 and she would have been 17. I yeah, I think that's weird. <laughs> weird. I think it's weird, I but think in weird most places it's not criminal. I could understand why you might have laws against trafficking people of that age across state lines for sex. I understand entirely. I mean, I doubt it was like that. He said that that they're trying to capitalize on his behavior with ex-girlfriends. So, like, you're a rich playboy type. You're 35. You're dating a 17-year-old. She's legal in your state. You've been dating and banging for months and months. And then he's like, do you want to come out and visit me in Washington or whatever? I'll pay your way because I'm rich. And then it turns into a thing of, of sex trafficking. Why? Uh, I guess, yeah, to the point that you're making. Because I, I would say the whole arrangement I find suspect and kind of wrong in my own personal moral judgment. The point that you're making is why would it be merely the travel that makes it wrong? I mean, I think it's preposterous, but calling yeah. this sex sex trafficking. Somebody in the live chat just said, stop defending pedophilia, Blonde. This is not pedophilia. I hate it when people don't make this distinction. Pedophilia is a sexual interest in somebody that is prepubescent, that has not gone through puberty yet. And then it's pederasty, right? And this yeah, is that's... just having sex with somebody that's legal in the majority of states. The 16 is the age of consent in a lot of states, a lot of states, also in Canada. Um, 17 in a lot of states too, and then 18 in a handful of states. Yeah. I think the argument you're making is that it's legally incoherent. That is to say, if, if, if you were to go to a state and engage in legal consensual activity with a 17 year old, right? Why? And that's acceptable. Why would that be? Why would the travel make it unacceptable? The only yes, answer I is, think that that's insane. The only answer is different legal jurisdictions, and there's sometimes weird inconsistencies across different jurisdictions. That said, to be clear, though, I think this is super creepy, and yeah, think, uh, using a young woman for sex is obviously morally reprehensible. I think that Matt Gates is probably a huge degenerate. He probably has frequented prostitutes and done a number of things that he's being accused of. He's probably a major piece of shit. I'm not saying I have no moral problem with this. Yeah, it's just. Should this be illegal? For, when I think of sex trafficking, I'm thinking of like you've kidnapped somebody that's underage. You're forcing them into a city. It's not a consensual sexual relationship between people that is legal in the majority of states. This is not fucking sex trafficking. Come on. Hmm. Yeah, you're, you're talking about legal coherence as opposed to just layman morality. And yeah. if the allegations are true, I would say that from a layman moral perspective, Matt Gates is wrong. And I would consider yeah. him a scumbag. But the, right. But that is... This is also unsubstantiated that it's hard for me to. I, I, I can't assign guilt without proper demonstration of it. And I just haven't seen it yet. I find this whole story to be incredibly confusing and hard to follow. It's it's confusing and hard to follow. I mean, it's such a a huge allegation for him to to bring this Iran thing that I, that I'm inclined to I'm inclined to believe him. Uh, I mm. don't like Matt Gates. I think he's a major douchebag. And remember, I was accusing him of probably raping his. Son, his uh, adopted son. Because I thought be that clear. whole he thing was weird. I, based on no evidence, I thought it was <laughs> so super weird to adopt somebody uh, like a young machismo, like handsome Cuban boy, because your ex girlfriend, whatever. And I was like, this it is could be all sorts weird. of interests. It could be, it could be pure. It could be an absolutely PR. pure. It, it could be a pure motive of wanting to help uh, a Cuban a Cuban immigrant assimilate assimilate into the U.S. It could be. Yeah, PR. It could be a political opportunity in Florida. I could see how that's a good yeah. I mean, image thing. Um, I, 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 I just I don't like him. I I, I, I he's not my guy. Uh, but I think that this is an insane story. I cannot look 
I cannot look yeah. away. We shall see. We'll we'll see where it goes. Uh, I will try to make sense of it as we go along. I don't understand it at all, but I do understand it 50% better. So thank you for looking into it. Uh, um, another thing I'll say, like, why do people engage in this behavior when they're well-known public figures? Like the other accusations were, were like, he showed uh, nude pictures of, of people to other congressmen. It's like, why would you do that? Why? 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 <laughs> he showed nudes of whom? The girl? Of several of his um, conquests. Oh, just in general. He just shares nudes of uh, of his various women. Yeah, apparently one was totally naked except for a hula hoop. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, good for him, I guess. Uh, if you want, I, I think that sort of thing is very bizarre, too. But uh, Very bizarre. I suppose that's for the voters of Florida to decide for now. Yeah. All right, I want to talk some Rona. Because uh. please, if... if Whatever I can do to transition away from defending pedophilia, which you've done for 20 minutes. 17. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's talk coronavirus. Because no. des- despite the propagandizing and fear mongering that you've heard all week and beyond, and you're about to hear a little bit more of coronavirus cases and deaths continue to subside more accurately. Cases have remained steady for weeks um, as, as far as the caseload. No drastic movement beyond 55 to 65,000 or so daily cases as far as the seven-day average is concerned. So cases have just kind of bottomed out. Deaths, however, continue to drop. Deaths are now under 1,000 a day. On average, that is the lowest since late October, early November. Uh, So despite numbers being at six-month lows, plus, of course, what's different now from, say, September or October, you have multiple vaccines that are widely available in my state any adult who wants the vaccine can go get it that's why i'm double triple done with this bullshit if you want to go get the vaccine have at it you're not going to control my life anymore because you are at total liberty to go do that if you want to do that at that point that's on you that is not on everybody else to accommodate you so not only are we in an excellent position numerically and again that's even if you buy the authenticity of the data which right I believe to have been uh, some liberties have been taken throughout the year. So not only do you have a good position data wise, you also have an excellent position for the vaccine for those who want it. So there's really no reason to be fear mongering and, and pushing all sorts of doomsday prophecies, unless of course you want to keep a, a population in submission. And that that's exactly what the CDC director and Joe Biden were doing this week. I, I talked about it last video, so I don't want to get into it too much, but I just I have to play it because it was so absurd. <laughs> CDC director Rochelle Walensky said she went off the script to express her fear of impending doom. And Biden emphasized there is no way back to normal except for putting on a mask. I'm going to lose the script and I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. We have so much to look forward to, but right now I'm scared. The failure to take this virus seriously, precisely what got us in this mess in the first place, risk more cases and more deaths, deaths, mask up, mask up. It's a patriotic duty. It's the only way we ever get back to normal. Except it's not the only way. Texas hasn't had a mask mandate, no lockdowns for a month. Doing great. Mississippi, same thing. My state, no mask mandate, no lockdowns, at least from a state perspective. Doing great. 
Idaho. It's not the only way. And and then you look at the lockdown states, New York, Michigan. They're the 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 case increases that they like to emphasize. Oh, this many states have seen increases. Yeah, where? Michigan, New York, New Jersey. The okay. places that control you with the strictest possible terms. The other thing that pissed me off about this impending doom thing, not only is it just insane sky is falling talk, but this lady goes on to talk about as a physician, I know this as a physician, I know that when the hell else in any medical context, did you use the term impending doom? Did you talk to people with terminal cancer and say, I'm sorry, your diagnosis is impending doom. Did you (laughs) speak with the family of a person in a coma and say, Oh, your son, Johnny had a car crash, impending doom. I'm afraid is that medical or is that just hysteria? It's hysteria. Of course. And, and speaking of CDC's of the CDC's hysterias. What is she? Is she's Rochelle Walensky? Yes. Gosh. Rochelle Walensky. And uh, so the, the CDC itself has been hysterical in its guidance, in its statements, totally contradictory, totally nonsensical. This appears to be the MO at the CDC. So early in the week, uh, Rochelle Walensky says she went on Rachel Maddow's show and she said that vaccinated people do not carry the virus. That was her statement. Paraphrase, but that's what she said. And that's supported by CDC studies that that show something like 90 percent of people who are vaccinated, two doses of the uh, Pfizer or Moderna vaccine, I believe those people are 90 percent less likely to be infected. It, essentially, they do not carry the virus, period is what that says. But because she made an absolute statement, she didn't say highly unlikely to carry the virus. Well, then they had to reverse that statement and they had to clarify with the New York times, the CDC and say, quote, it's possible that some people who are fully vaccinated could get COVID-19. The evidence isn't clear whether they can spread the virus to others. So the statistically unlikely possibility made them walk back their prior communication my God, who cares? Who cares if you can get it? Who cares if you can't get it? This isn't real. Let's stop doing all this. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. We've been doing this for 13 months. I can't do it. The communication gets even worse later in the week. On Friday, the CDC says, congratulations, vaccinated people. You can safely enjoy travel again. You don't need to take a test to travel or after travel. You don't need to be quarantined after travel. You're fine. Then Walensky, after that, says, uh, well, hey, despite the new travel guidance for vaccinated individuals, people in general just still should not travel. So it's totally safe, but also don't do it. This is the messaging coming from the CDC. If it sounds like they're just making up guidance and policy, not based on any science, but based on how they want to influence your behavior and what you do, that's correct. How do you know that's correct? Well, you can listen to Rochelle Walensky a bunch or... CNN isn't even trying to hide it. This was a segment on Chris Cuomo's show from mid-March. I hadn't seen it until now, but it's so totally outrageous that I have to play it. This is Dr. Leanna Wen, I guess their medical analyst. And she says, we have to tie vaccination status to general participation in society because otherwise people are going to go about enjoying their freedoms without doing what we the medical establishment, the authorities, what we want them to do, which, of course, is take the stab. Listen to this. 
But I think that there are many more people, millions of people who, for whatever reason, have concerns about the vaccine, who just don't know what's in it for them. And we need to make it clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100 percent. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status, because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the care? going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have, because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. And I fear a situation of coming into the fall where we never reach herd immunity. Oh, my God. Leave it to a Chinese person to be like, oh, I accidentally told the truth on national television when I should have lied. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. Go back so, to where you come from. OK, notice the the t- just the total reversal of our country's philosophy. That that's, it just enrages me. OK, instead of freedom being the natural state of humanity and uh, government being instituted to protect and defend it. Freedom is a government privilege offered to those who comply and do the dance that they want you to do. What she's advocating is tyranny of the highest order. They do not want your freedom for its own sake. She, she view, she says it in there explicitly. I view freedom as a carrot to incentivize you. Not she as just would. your natural state of being worthwhile oh, for its own sake. That is outrageous. That is the most outrageous thing I've seen on CNN in years. Yeah. And that's saying a lot considering their nightly broadcasting. As the pastor earlier in the show reminded us, they don't control your freedom practically or morally. Uh, I think it's time to remind them of that. You should not. She's in fairness. She's not a government official, but she is recommending government policy. She's making recommendations to the Biden administration and saying something like that. I'll be very careful with my words, Susan, saying something like that should make a person afraid. Yeah, you should be afraid to threaten the freedom of the population in that way. Um. I mean, it is somewhat reassuring, though, because they are going to miss this window. Once everything's open, they're going to lose their incentive. And she's right about that. Uh, So for people that don't want to get the vaccine, the key is on a local level, open up entirely. And they they don't care about the the data. They don't care about the information. Go look at the opened up states and compare their corona numbers to the lockdown states. In many cases, it's not just no correlation. They're actually doing better. Actually, a lot of these lockdown states, what do you do? You just end up prolonging the spread. You just drag it out longer. You don't actually stop it. That's one of the most outrageous clips I've heard in a long time. People that and, don't want to take the vaccine will die on this hill and they will just be like, fine, I um, I will lose some of these of these privileges like yeah. interstate travel. And they're just going to invest in local community and they're going to get an RV. Yeah. I but like, is the federal government going to have state check checkpoints? They seriously they tried. They did that early in the pandemic, not the feds. But remember, the state of New York, the state of Rhode Island, others. They Good were. Good luck. Yeah. Can you imagine what kind of undertaking that would be? To do a checkpoint at every state crossing impossible yeah. not they can't it, be done. It would, they can't yeah, even secure our border with mexico our border. right they're gonna uh, secure... they could never do that they couldn't even do it in hawaii yeah an island 
Well, in Hawaii, it looks like they're going in on the vaccine passports, too, which is a shame. I wanted to go to Hawaii for our honeymoon. That shit ain't happening. Never Hawaii will. If you're sucks. Gonna... Well, sucks. I don't know. I just I wanted to have the experience and they seem intent eat on spam there. That's true. I did. I did go to college with a lot of Hawaiians. They do eat spam. I don't know what that's about, but that is a mm-hmm. thing. Gross. Now, I can't believe Dr. Wen is trying to battle vaccine skepticism, of course. I can't believe there's so much vaccine skepticism in uh, urban communities, as you might call them. Because you would think rap songs, what better way to convince than uh, than well-produced rap songs uh, to, to persuade them effectively like this one? Check it out. If Doc says it's good, then trust me, it's good. Now let's all get the vaccine. There is none higher. DMC, I will inspire. Time for us to trust and not debate. The vaccine, believe it's safe to take. Nine out of ten people won't get sick. That's 90% effective and legit. This COVID thing is real and it will find you. It's killing our people. Let me remind you. Okay. Oh my Instant street cred loss. That was uh, a song made by a New York neurologist teaming up with DMC of uh, Run DMC fame. Oh, my husband's going to hate this. Is he a big Run DMC guy? I I don't know, but he likes music from that era that I can't explain. Okay. Well, play the vaccine song for him. See what he says. That's not even I I went down the uh, vaccine rap song rabbit hole just a little bit because this is not the first. And I don't even think it's the cringiest. Check out this one from a group of doctors and medical workers in Northern California. This group is called the Vaccine 8. The Vaccine 8. I guess because there's eight of them, but also Vaccinate. You get it? Very clever. All right. It's the C-O-R-O-N-A-V-I-R-U-S. It's COVID-19. A vaccine that works most effectively so COVID can strike with impunity. Essentially, it trains your immunity to recognize virus parts with certainty. It's time to take a shot. A dream of life without a fully D. Every patient will be cared for in their time of need. Waiting rooms, hallways, and no place to be comfortable. Got a triage while protecting the vulnerable with my shot. I want to peel off my own face right now. Okay. Oh. Uh, that that guy has full. He has a full emergency room. He's there's other segments of the rap song where they talk about witnessing so many deaths. Yet you also have time. How many hours went into the production of this rap song? Uh, it's so uh, dire, but I can make a whole rap video about it. What the hell are you talking about? <sighs> Lastly, on coronavirus. Uh, just in case you haven't had your um, your fill of propaganda and, of course, self-appointed keepers of the facts, get ready. Uh, PolitiFact is apparently going to uh, bring together. They're, they're going to have a, 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 quote, festival of fact checking. This is going to be May 10th through 13th. It's called United Facts of America, a festival of fact checking. They're going to bring together fact checkers, journalists, healthcare professionals and technology leaders, featured speakers. I kid you not include. Dr. Anthony Fauci and Brian Stelter of CNN at the fact party, the PolitiFact fact party. Of course, the um, the event will be held online, which uh, may or may not create trolling opportunities that I I would never encourage if it would be horrible to Zoom bomb such a thing. Uh, Early bird tickets can be had for twenty five bucks. That might not be that interesting, but a VIP ticket, which does include a private virtual happy hour with Brian Stelter 
which again should not be trolled in any way. Uh, you could, but if you are interested in a happy hour event with Brian Stelter, hundred bucks. Oh my god, who would pay that? <laughs> Maybe oh. I'll consider. <sighs> All right, last item of the night. Then we'll get to chat and we'll call it a show. Uh, we have been following the leftward progressive trajectory of the United States military recently. Um, of course the national guard, uh, was, was, uh, vetting individual, uh, soldiers and airmen right, right. at the Capitol screening their, uh, their Facebook posts and, uh, certain military, uh, personnel and their accounts were going after Tucker Carlson for criticizing Biden's feminization priorities. Remember that great Marine Corps account, <laughs> <laughs> well, as part of that ideological steering, the Defense Department now has uh, has now officially added a an office of diversity and inclusion. This, I guess, was uh, part of the Defense Authorization Act that uh, Congress passed and they 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 did it despite a Trump veto. So on Thursday, March 25th, U.S. SOCOM announced its first chief of diversity and inclusion. This is Richard Torres Estrada. And uh, you may be wondering, okay, why does the defense department in general need an office of diversity and inclusion, but it's even more puzzling why SOCOM would need one. So just to clarify, SOCOM stands for special operations command. This is the command that oversees the various special forces, special operations of the army, the Marine Corps, the Navy, the Air Force, all the branches of the military. So in other words, this is the command, the joint command across branches for all the guys whose job it is to be as lethal as possible, to destroy and kill as efficiently as possible. SOCOM oversees the most elite units of every branch of the military. So you may have some disputes with diversity and inclusion as it applies to desk jobs. Uh, we're talking about diversity and inclusion as it applies to the SEAL team. That's highly questionable, uh, but that's that's what we're going with. And it doesn't just end there. I mean, it could be a story that we even have this as a consideration for the command of elite units of the military. But of course, who did we get? Who who would be appointed? to be the diversity and inclusion chief of, of SOCOM. Of course, it's a guy who, according to a scrub of his past social media, uh, has all sorts of anti-Trump posts, like comparing Trump to Hitler and doing, doing so in Spanish, of course, too. He's, <laughs> he wrote out in Spanish how Trump is Hitler and all sorts of posts about how uh, quotes that that Trump is a fucking moron and an idiot and he's surrounded by clowns and of course uh posts about the cops are so racist that if they responded to the Goldilocks scene they would have arrested all the bears even though it's their house that Goldilocks raided I, you're just talking fringe insane leftist opinions throughout his social media and so now the pentagon is Putting this positioning on hold, Torres Estrada has been, quote, reassigned. SOCOM issued a statement. U.S. Special Operations Command has been investigating the social media activity of Richard Torres Estrada days after he was announced as the new head of diversity and inclusion. <laughs> Torres Estrada's Facebook account is currently blocked from public view, but it was still viewable in time for Fox News's Tucker Carlson to include images of some of his posts during his show on Friday. A spokesman said Torres Estrada has not been fired, but rather assigned to other duties pending the results 
of the investigation. Oh my God. So we're, we're just going to be an international joke, aren't we? There's that as in what are we going to do when a serious war comes our way? And of course, this is another episode in questioning. Would the military really defect if asked to kick down your door? And it's comforting to think that those Surely. are constitutionally loyal, red blooded American men. Uh, but they're under it's the not going to be like that for long. Yeah, they're increasingly under the command of guys like this. Now, am I worried if he comes to kick down my door? Probably not. Am I worried if he sends a bunch of guys who are highly trained and really efficient to do it? Yeah. Yeah, I really am. But they, they can't. They, they're never going to be like that, though. I mean, yeah, if maybe. the military is staffed with black chicks and stuff, they're never going to be an elite force that is able to actually get our guns. People out here would laugh so hard if like some black lesbian kicked in their front door to take their <laughs> AR-15. Like her head would get blown off in two seconds. Megan Rapino. Uh yeah. yeah. Megan Rapino is coming to do it. That is just like, what are we doing? You know, I do have an anarchist streak in me that makes me think that all of this is kind of hilarious. It's like, this is how our country is um gonna gonna unwind this is this is how it's gonna happen it's gonna be a bunch of trannies in the military and stuff it's gonna be a show no doubt i pull up a lawn chair but uh of all what's what's troubling to me about this is uh i always try to i always like to find the ability to laugh i always like the silver lining all right if the military can be overtaken in this way i don't know what institutions are safe the military would be the last that I would expect to be susceptible to this sort of ideological take takeover. And yet here we are. But what institution is worthwhile anymore? What government institution is worthwhile? Well, this, I, I, as far as the federal government is concerned, none, in my yeah. opinion, they don't there do the, the few jobs that they have worthwhile federal government. You could delete the entire thing. I would not shed a tear. That's incredible. That's incredible to think about. I, I would, pr I would argue, okay, they have proper border functions. They have proper collective defense functions, but if those have been so perverted that we don't even enforce the border, we allow yeah. them to chuck toddlers over the wall and our military exists to uphold racial diversity ideology. Uh, what, what am I losing by deleting it? These people aren't going to protect me. They're not going to uphold my rights. They're going to allow my country to be flooded by illegals. And then if I have anything to say about it, they're going to send some gender queer pink hair with a gun to my house to intimidate me into lying. <laughs> this is the future that we're headed for. This is the the present that we're in right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even the future. Yeah. We're basically there. You're so close. This country, it doesn't exist anymore, Skag. It doesn't, it's over. It doesn't exist as philosophically conceived. But the the what I won't do is go as far as to say that means the philosophical conception was bonk. I'm if not it, asking you to do that. I'm yeah. just saying that resurrecting the country that that you're projecting is an impossibility. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, but I can't. I, I still am not going to cheer for the, its destruction. You know why? Uh, if if you can't fix it. Then why just, not destroy it? I just don't believe in construction through destruction, I guess. But I just, we have to spend our life just waiting for this joke of a country to fail. That's not fair to us. Well, you build kid. your you own have a kid life on in the, the meantime, way. You know? Yeah, but but what? The, the federal government could take it away from me in three seconds. You know the average person commits three felonies a day unwittingly? I bet. That sounds that Three sounds felonies believable. a day. So the government wants to decide that I'm a political dissident, which I am. They'll just tap into something illegal that I'm already doing and I don't know about. Unless you are able to defend yourself on a local level. But, which is what but we should, so what? Which is what we should all be doing. Yeah. What's going to stop them from just uh, 
putting a Somali migrant camp in the middle of North Idaho. <laughs> I guess you need a big wall. You need a big wall around your uh, neighborhood or something like that. Yeah, the federal government needs to be stopped, and we need to let go of this of this potentiality that we're going to be able to resurrect the America that we used to be. Which I would say, were we ever great? Was America ever really a great country? Absolutely. We've been involved in oh, yeah, so absolutely. many pointless wars. We have so but, many pointless wars. But no, I, there is no better. There's no place I would rather live. There's no place I would rather be. That's the that. If I could leave the United States to go somewhere else, where would I go? Where would I rather be? Where is this utopia? I don't that's think not, it exists. That's, I, you know, I agree with you, but I'm not saying like, let's destroy it and then wallow in our sadness yeah, and our yeah, defeat. I'm saying, let's destroy it and then let's build something new where we are safe and we aren't at the behest of the federal government. They could literally kick our doors in at any time, at any time. So I know people are like, oh, you're blackpilled. We need to let this America idea go. We need to let it go. Well, not I mean, happening. I'm with you insofar as saying we need to let this iteration of the federal government go. This, this yeah. federal government is a bastardization of what the Constitution prescribes. Yeah. This is absolute nonsense. But at the same time, I live in a state that I think is doing a fantastic job. I think the Montana legislature and the Montana governor are doing A plus work. And I don't know. They don't I, have autonomy, though. They, yeah, they they don't unless and until they stick up for themselves. And there's a one might say a confederation of states to do the same. <laughs> you know? uh, the, the federal government only has the legitimacy that the states give it is another way of phrasing that. And it's stretched its legitimacy far beyond its welcome, I would say. I so. don't. I think that they've created a, a, a self-contained legitimacy far beyond what the states provide or lend to them. I think this, the federal government is this behemoth and we can't touch it with the state's right, rights arguments because they will always be able to lord over us with with taxation. Uh, I mean, with 2A. Well, two until a, we just say we're not doing this anymore. You want our money? Come and take it. What you're talking but, about is a full-fledged state's revolution and a secession movement. 100%. Yeah. Okay. But 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 also that's what when when governments fail to perform their one job of securing and defending the rights of the people, the people are justified in replacing that government. It's right there in the Declaration of Independence. For anyone who wants to call that terrorist talk, that is the founding of this country. And yeah. whether you agree that we're in that position now or not, the prospect of that position is uh forecasted and prepared for with our founding documentation. So, uh, <laughs> the God, you live chat. Oh my gosh, you're so black pill. Do you people not know what's happening? Do you not? This is, this is going to happen not just in our lifetimes, but like in the next one to 10 years. It's unsustainable. The path we're on right now is unsustainable. Unsustainable. Yeah. It's unsustainable in the immediate future. I thought that this was like a 30 year thing. Okay. Until coronavirus happened. And I'm like, these people are going to accelerate the shit out of this. And their incompetence is, on it's just so obvious like look at joe biden trying to speak one sentence one sentence yeah. listen to kamala harris laugh you think these people can run the country or the world it, there's no freaking way like we got to figure out what we're going to do here yeah this is not being blackpilled god <laughs> <laughs> well uh blonde blonde is a blackpilled pedophile defender who has sympathies for human traffickers and what was the other thing what did i forget oh the you like hunter biden and crack that's uh, a summary. I, of the show. I do love crack. That's yeah. uh, 
No, I'm just saying there are different there are different ways to look at some of these things. And Hunter Biden, um, he's a piece of shit, but I think that a lot of that exists outside of his drug addiction. And I have because of my personal problems with alcohol, I have a a real um, sympathy towards people that have addiction issues. So, way to round out the show. Let's check in with chat, and we'll call it a night. I need to reload this. I'm way behind. Okay, what? Hyde was the last person, right? Uh, yeah. So he said um, on the call in show, a listener asked about the archive site out of Ohio. It's called chronicles.org. Here's some shekels so you can give us a proper shout out. I I received your emails while I'm way behind on my emails, but I plan to catch up tomorrow so I can connect you guys. I've received an email from both of you, so I'll connect you guys tomorrow. And thank you for uh, circling back with me. You got stogies and boomsticks. Yes. Given the reasons cops were there, I think the Gestapo comparison is apt. The, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that he was using their own language against them. And I don't honestly, I don't think it was that inapplicable. You want to talk about right. police raiding private property for dubious reasons. That is very that is reminiscent of that era. So yeah. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's out of line. And I do like seeing them having to respond to the accusations they're typically making. Yeah. Um, Wingy says. Shout out to Iowa. Constitutional carry goes into effect July 1st. Good luck to the other states considering it. Congratulations. That is excellent news. I am not going to be niggered. Thanks for supporting the show and congrats to Iowans. Yes, that's fantastic. Um, Judge Lott says Hunter also hooked up with Hallie. Is her name Haley or Hallie? I think it's Hallie. Oh, Hallie, Bo's widow's Bo's widow's sister. No way. Are you serious? Bo's widow's sister? You want to defend that one or is that freak show behavior? Wait, so he also banged the sister of the widow that he banged. Yeah, yes. Man, what is this guy's deal? How is how is he getting all these women? So that would be he he banged two sisters in law. Would she technically be? Is that true? Can you look that up while I keep going? <laughs> okay. Rashawn Kurtzleve says no politician or officer would ever stop a Muslim celebration. They have zero hesitation to stop an Easter gathering, though. If it weren't for double standards, they have no standards at all. That's yeah, true. I, I didn't see a lot of those, although I remain open to it. If they were just as hostile against uh, Islamic gatherings, I like to see the video. Yep. Um, Cigar bro. Happy Easter, guys. Happy Easter to you, too, as well. Incompetent hands 30. I think all the education that I've missed. Um, I think of all the education I missed. I apologize. But then my homework was never quite like this. Got it bad. Got it bad. Got it bad. I'm hot for teacher. <laughs> so bad. I'm hot for teacher, et cetera. What is this? What a so- song lyrics or is something? It, is it? Is it I a don't song? know. I have no idea. You got me I hate me on reading song lyrics in the super chat, especially if I don't know the reference. It makes me feel like an idiot. Um, Sean Gordon, those toddlers get dropped off and left alone because the parents knows de- no Dems will fix it for them. Stop picking up the kids from the border and let them wander around and starve. Watch fewer drop offs. I, I can't. I can't do it. Ooh, that that's I understand what you're saying. Um, but man, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. I can't uh, do it. Can, even if you think that what the traffickers are doing is a, is something akin to murder, which it kind of like leaving a child in the desert is some form of negligent homicide, I would I would think. Um <sighs> but to punish the child for that, I I don't know, man. That's Children I understand where innocent. you're coming from, but that's a pretty tough one for me to take. Um, I mean, even children with dumb Mexican parents are innocent. And I, I gotta, I gotta think that the, 
well, I don't know. I, like I was saying, the traffickers do have an interest in the kids being alive, but the traffickers clearly are not seriously looking out for the welfare of the children necessarily. Right. Although he was very gentle in his dropping. We do have to be fair, but mm-hmm. would, would the traffickers be discouraged by that? Or would they find other know. mechanisms of, uh, can, can we find another deterrent, like, um, making it impossible for them to succeed in this country? How about that? Uh, sure. Yeah, we can start there. We could start I with. I don't uh, think that the point that what we should go to immediately is like letting a bunch of toddlers die. Like there must be some steps before that we can take, right? Yeah, I, I would. I would be in favor of being pretty hawkish on the border, but but that particular one, that one, that one would be rough. Oh, it's a Van Halen lyric. There you go. Somebody in live chat said Van Morrison. I don't think it's Van Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas Stein says that friggin' Jill Biden flag looks just like the Nazi flag um, in classic bionic commando. Does it? I bet. Um, Hi, guys. Haven't watched in a while. Was depressed, disgusted, and tired of politics for a while there. I'm sure we made you feel. I I understand. I know a lot of people who I talk to who have checked out and not, not because we've said anything or done anything. Uh, just because it's like, God, God, the state of the world, the state of politics and news is so upsetting and such a downer that it causes you to lose sight of those important things like family, like focusing on yourself, like building the best life for yourself in the most localized way possible. So I totally get it. I have an appetite for politics and cringe, but I, I, I understand fully when people need to check out of that sort of thing. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, somebody emailed me and they're like, you're, you've been checked out since you got pregnant and yes, that's totally true. But I think some of it is a defense mechanism because my brain wants me to focus on my child and to think smaller. So actually doing the show is very difficult psychologically for me because huh. I do not want to be in tune with world affairs. It makes me too afraid for the future of my kid. Huh. That's interesting. You'll see when your wife has a baby, like her world's going to get so small. Good. She's going to be thinking I, about And I would hope so. And, yeah. Yeah. But thinking about all this world event stuff and like my kid getting marched to a gulag, like I, I just can't, I can't deal with it. Um, this is hard to say. Um, Archimagerus Sancti. Is that right? It looks Uh, right to me. Love the Minecraft reference must be a two B two T flag. I read that Chavez who has a statue at Biden's desk used to despawn immigrants at the border with his union and cult union cult. I don't know much about Chavez at all. Hmm. Um, I know that he founded that organization with the pixelated Nazi flag. But that's about it. John McGee, the America First Eagle looks very similar to the eagle used on the uniform Navy enlisted personnel. Look up Navy petty officer arm patch. Anything to make what you disagree with to look like Nazi propaganda. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's totally a Nazi eagle, too. I'm looking at it right now. Freddy sauce. Matt, better have watched Tremors. <laughs> I did not make the the Google Doc. That's yeah, why. You got to make me the list. That's the deal. Um blonde thoughts conservatives are so cucked that we openly parrot violence is never the answer while clinging to 2a that means literally violence is sometimes the answer 100 uh, percent. that's that's so true i mean yeah people want to act like i i hate it when people say that violence is never the answer never you're turning never? your guns like he's saying yeah that, that's such them? a stupid um and i've heard people on the right say political violence is never the answer i mean so much violence in history, of course, could be categorized as political violence. So much righteous violence is categorized as political violence. It's you such could a argue the American, it depends on definitions, but the American Revolution was political violence. Yeah, of course it was. Um, that's retarded. I'm with you, Freddie. Uh, Colonel Failure. Reminder, 
um, that girlfriend died of of COVID Hmm. by last year's cause of death standards. If bike accidents count, acute respiratory syndrome should as well. That GF died of COVID? Uh, George Floyd. I, oh. I was thinking girlfriend, but yeah, girlfriend. he means George Floyd. I was like, Floyd. your girlfriend George died Floyd of was, oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking the same thing. I'm glad I caught that. Otherwise, that oh, yeah, would have gone you. down a bizarre conversational tangent. But yeah, yeah George Floyd was coronavirus positive, And uh, if he died of some sort of cardiopulmonary distress, then he, uh, yeah, to be consistent, he was clearly a coronavirus death. No more questions asked. What are we doing this whole trial for? Sorry for your girlfriend, man. Uh, Judge Lott. Blonde, I've really enjoyed your long format interviews the past few months. Would you ever interview Paul Gottfried? I think you'd like his analysis. He's uber metal. I actually don't know very much about him, but you were not the first person to suggest that. So maybe I should investigate it. Um, My long form content, I don't know. I expected to do like a few of these, but I've been enjoying it so much. Good. Um, It's for posterity more than anything. So I'll be I'll get back to my YouTube channel one day and making the the typical videos. But like this has been what's been inspiring me lately. So um, Doc Bailey, no justice, no peace is a terroristic threat. The trial goes how I want or else riots occur. Yeah, <laughs> that is not justice. At some point, you have to draw a line and say this has gone too far. I know here here for society to function. We have to agree on mechanisms that determine and, and assign justice. Yeah. It's it's not possible for every individual to get his own personal definition of justice applied. That's yep. a chaos world. So we do have to agree on a process yep. and recognize that sometimes that process will produce outcomes with which we personally disagree. But yeah, right. if you if we don't do that and we just say, if I don't get my own satisfaction, I burn things. Well, uh, get ready for chaos world. And I hope people are prepared to defend themselves. Uh, Rafael Salvador, Matt and I once made love. I was hoping for a good Friday, but he was so bad that our pillow talk was me repeatedly screaming, my God, why have you forsaken me on <laughs> Eastern Sunday? Like Easter Sunday. Yeah, I was Freddy hoping sauce. for a little piety oh, gross. today, but alas. Um, our culture is so screwed. Two jogettes. <laughs> I like it. Uh, carjack and kill a guy. Two guards watch an old lady get beat and we seek justice for a junkie who overdosed and punishment for a yeah. kid who stood to protect his home area. Yes, it is clown world. I didn't even have time to talk about that. The, the beating of that Asian woman in New York City. That was insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was earlier in referencing. the week, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Eric Nervik says, here's some shekels for Easter. Matt, you should check out Catholic Answers. Yes, yes. Hmm. You can go to YouTube and search for Trent Horn. He's very good at explaining the Catholic faith for beginners. Okay, I'm open you, to it. You're you're Catholic. You were baptized Catholic? Yeah. Yeah, my mom's side of the family uh, is and was Catholic, so I have some Catholic hmm. tradition in my family. But, of course, I wouldn't consider myself Catholic now, but I'm... If you were confirmed, you're you're still Catholic. I don't. I'd have to talk to my mom about the, all the exact history. I don't. I don't know actually. But um, do you remember a big ceremony around age thirteen? No, no, that definitely didn't happen. Okay, so you're probably unbaptized but unconfirmed Catholic. That sounds correct. You yeah. would know if you're baptized. You wouldn't be Catholic. If you were I'm pretty Catholic. sure. I'm like ninety nine percent sure I was baptized, but I'd have to talk to my mom about it. Okay. Well, it wouldn't be that hard to get confirmed if. Hmm. Uh, Eric Herrera, 13% of joggers run 50% of jogging paths. I've, I've also heard that. That's, I can't uh, believe that someone would have outrageous. so much like hate in their heart. A crafty Herrera says, hey, my joggers in the chat. 
Hard R, too. <laughs> I know that Susan is going to ban the term soon enough. Jennifer Lowry. Happy Easter, guys. Thanks for the dose of sanity. I don't know. It's been kind of an insane show. <laughs> Thanks, Jennifer. Pitch you, Marcus. As a little scratch so Blonde can run out and buy an EPT. Um, I'm not pregnant. There's just no way. It, it would no explain way. a lot. Let me... Um, can I grab some, uh, since we are going to get close to the bottom of the hour, I want to grab some on Tippy Stream just in case sure. you're wrong. Uh, Kim says, oh, wait, 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 wait. I got to back up. There were more. Uh, Redicus says, gotta love, oh, no, no. Redicus said again. I read that one, but it said, is it bad that I want to see the Uber Eats? No, I did read this one. <laughs> That one almost got me in trouble. Sorry. Third time's the charm. Kim says, one, happy Easter. One of my favorite Easter hymns is, quote, because he lives. Okay. Uh, May the words from the second verse encourage both of you on your new journey uh, of parenthood. Quote, how sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives. But greater still, Kim continues, the calm assurance that this child can face uncertain days because he lives hope uh you both had a joyous easter well thank you for that that's thank very you so kind much. and um i appreciate the well wishing and uh and i hope you had a, a great easter as well phil says uh you know this term right Physi- is it physiognomy 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 oh i know this term this is a uh, criminal head shape stuff is that what that is or is that something else what am i thinking of? that's phrenology oh what's okay what what's physiognomy it's um the, <laughs> I in the curvature already? of somebody's nose and what it indicates about oh, their oh, level oh, of morality. Okay, right, right. I'm just joking, uh, sort of. Assessing a person's character or personality based on outer appearance, especially the face. Okay, so it's kind of criminal head shapey, but yeah, I okay. I understand the hate in the heart that he's getting at. Okay, can you imagine? Can you imagine Matt Gates being innocent? With that face. Uh, so it's the face thing. He's, oh, he's got such a date rape face. I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, he does. His eyes are so close together. He looks like that picture of Charlie Kirk where all of Charlie Kirk's <laughs> facial features are like right here. Yeah, I know that one. I have yeah. to disavow presumption of innocence regardless of facial features or shape. Mm, <laughs> fine. Unless your face is really close together. Then we'll talk. Yeah. Alphabet. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> alphabet people are degen alphabet people are degenerate i guess is what the name is mr estrada torres looks like the type of derpy mentally disturbed leftist who would espouse that type of ideology i can't seem to take enough clown pills to stay sane love the content you do great work many thanks <laughs> well thank you is clown pilled is that below black pilled or where does where is that in relation to i think black-pilled? you get black pilled and you're all distraught about everything and then you just uh move it, it you know the head exploding yeah. you move into like a new arena of thinking that this is all ho- a hilarious joke on mankind gotcha. that's clown build yeah. okay chubby stubby over on trovo casting spell c2k as well thank you guys uh chubby stubby says failure to recognize the classic van halen hot for teacher is saddening i'm, I'm, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry i don't know anything about van halen hope blonde's husband forces her to listen to it on repeat for an hour now i don't think he's i don't think he cares appreciate it and we're good on d live thank you guys as well all right let's hop back into youtube kyle pd i've also noticed matt's channel has been recommended for me more lately but wondering what your analytics look like matt in terms of age range i'm 28 and single five six though so 
That's a rip. Stay based, you two, and thanks. You'll be uh, okay, Kyle. Just be funny and rich. I don't. I, I really don't pay much attention to my analytics at all. There's whether, no point in looking at them anymore. Yeah, because like honestly, it's the the deck is so stacked against this corner of YouTube that I find it to be like uh, discouraging. So mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't look at any numbers. Period. Because because yeah. it'll it'll get me down. So I don't. I don't know video performance. I don't know whether I'm getting wrecks or not. I also don't know who's watching them. And honestly, I find the um, the the video the viewer demographic data to be pretty suspect because it's all self-reported so yeah. i would take it with a grain of salt that said i have looked at it a while back i mean it, my my demographic is demographic is about what you'd expect like men i think the the biggest demographic is men you know between like 25 and 50 that sort of range like youngish adult men but uh and it's probably like 80 20 men to women something like that really so, but that's all I know. But we have similar demographics, probably. Yeah. Um, Eric Burns Marsh, state should issue red pill passports to keep out the wrong Californians. Blonde, <laughs> yeah. great interviews. Thanks for resurrecting your YouTube account. You're welcome. I think the one with Laura Towler on Tuesday is gonna be gonna be really good. I'm glad to hear um, people are liking it. That's good. Yeah. And then I like to take a little break in between like three interviews that I do in close succession. So if you have any other suggestions, I've been working on uh Devin Stack. Um, we've had a little bit of email exchange, but He's ghosted me, so definitely don't put any pressure on him, <laughs> guys. Uh, Slosher, just a thought. Why don't American right-wingers do what the left has been doing to them? I'll move to a state like Oregon and vote in mandatory AR-15 ownership. I mean, isn't that kind of what's happening? Yeah, sort of, although I don't know. We haven't done the mandatory AR thing, but uh, if, there's, if there is such a state, I'm interested. but yeah i think i think a lot of that stuff whether it's a part of a deliberate effort or whether it just happens kind of naturally or even subconsciously that's where we're headed i think we're going to become more and more ideologically segregated in that way i think we're watching it happen (gasps) you guys i'm not pregnant the the rumors are out now there you go my nose looks bigger no (sighs) get out the rulers put it up at the high on the biggest screen on the highest resolution i want pixel count how wide compared to you know some son of a bitch did that to me (laughs) and then emailed me the the overlaying pictures that doesn't surprise me at all i was so i was like seven months pregnant i was like (laughs) (laughs) kyle hubes says ammo prices in canada are still pretty cheap i guess it makes sense given our prime minister has delegalized ar-15s um and defending yourself is also illegal. Also, kudos Mount on being the only guy who says the name right. Uh, his name? Kai Hubes? Or did I, do I say it right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I guess you can make ammo affordable by uh, basically banning it or banning the mechanisms through which you shoot it, I suppose, or other things like that. Uh, but uh, if you still are a firearm owner, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know a lot about Canadian law, so I shouldn't speak too far. But uh if you're getting ammo and you can still afford it, good for you. Those are good times. So I would advise stocking up if you're in that position. Um, Semperad Meliora says, U.S. politicians could use Floyd's death, the call for policies against China, Mexico, for flooding the country with fentanyl. Yeah. Instead, they try to start a race war and eat gourmet ice cream. Nice. Yeah. And priorities. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Levi Smith, thanks for keeping me company on my trip from West Texas to Florida. Damn, that is a long drive. Mm. Heading, or I assume if, that you're driving. Uh, heading to a ministry conference in Orlando. Keep up the great work, y'all. Also, happy Resurrection Day, a.k.a. Easter. 
God bless. God bless you too, Levi. Well, have a good trip. And that sounds like a worthwhile uh, reason to go. So I hope that uh, it's uh, it works out well for you. Mark Wiseman says the age of consent in Florida is 18, according to legal match. Is that I assume, true? Let's, let's look it up. Uh, I mean, I assume that she was legal in the state. And no, he's, he's right. Flyers somewhere else. 18. Florida is 18 for age of consent. So that's a that's a complicating factor. Yeah, but but how do we know that where she was from? So she presumably was from a state where she was legal at 17 or 18. Did they even say where she was coming from? Is that known? No, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter. The from sex the feds perspective, thing. it doesn't. But I just wonder what state that was. No, they. I haven't. I haven't read anything. Hmm. But presumably, he traveled somewhere. It, it doesn't necessarily need to be Florida. It's just somewhere where he was. It could hmm. be any state where the the legal age is eighteen. So, and the, to clarify the the Florida law for people who are wondering, eighteen for people older than twenty three. So, if you're younger than twenty three, the age of consent can legally be sixteen or seventeen. But not for right. in, in Matt Gates's case, he's thirty whatever. It's like a Romeo and Juliet law. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Mark Wiseman. Oh, I just read that. Uh, Stogies and Boomsticks. I find it ironic that a person hell-bent on killing the founding documents of the U.S. wants to lecture me on my patriotic duty. I did mine when I vote against the child (laughs) sniffer. Yeah, well done. Knuckle hunky bucks. So Trump started the Space Force and they laughed at it like it was absurd, but now they're starting the woke force with a straight face. Well, not exactly straight, but you know what I mean. That's good. I got to reload. Sure. Uh, Knuckle, Knuckle Hunky Buck said, uh, that's the one you just read, right? Yes. Sorry. Uh, J- Jacko says, those raps remind me of the privilege rap from four years ago with the Aussie chick and the Asian girl. Hella cringe also discovered Xyler Ted recently, and he would make a hilarious fill-in for Blonde. I don't remember this. Or Tyler. Did I say Xyler Ted? Tyler Zed. <laughs> yeah, let me get that right. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Das I was reloading this. Sorry. I'm like, but what, what's this dead air? Um, Matt. No, I can't get behind destruction. Also, Matt. Yeah, secession. Totally. You're making it hard to take you seriously, my dude. What do you think secession is? Well, to, to clarify what I'm talking about, what am I talking about? I'm talking about maintaining constitutional values, maintaining mm-hmm. the original constitution. So, I, I'm not talking about destruction of this country's founding ideals or its purpose. I'm talking about maintaining that. So if we're if we're on board with maintaining that, then yeah, I think I think we're in agreement. I am not on board with the idea of destroying this country's founding, destroying its constitution, destroying those values. Yeah. Destroying or preserving what is the question that clarifies. But I and I understand why that might be confusing. Other thing you got to keep in mind, we're throwing ideas back and forth here on the fly with very complex questions. So, you know, benefit of the doubt is appreciated, but uh, thank you for the opportunity to clarify. Liberative Chuck Toddler cares for those in his care and delivers on his contracts. I did hear you say that. You said Chuck Toddler. Oh, (laughs) Chuck Toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. I like throw them, but yeah, I re- reference. I was not trying to reference Chuck Todd, actually. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. Uh, Scott Graham says the founding fathers had many disagreements, but the only thing they all agreed upon is that violence is never the answer. Is this is this for real? No, uh, I, I sense sarcasm, but yeah, perhaps I, I'm guessing probably sarcastic. Yeah. 
Angry Bellsprout says, is there a way to keep the kids but ban families from getting green cards or maybe even any contact with family? They want the kids to be anchors but give, get everyone else into the country. Um, yeah, I mean, but all of this, uh, there's so many things that we should be doing before this, like make it impossible for them to get jobs, um, socially shame them out of the country, make it impossible for them to have communities together. Uh, all of this would be morally and ethically better than separating it. I'm just joking. Um, but but we do need to be cutting the tap off at the source, right? Eliminate the incentives. Yeah. And and yeah. anyone who thinks otherwise, why, why do you think you have this flood at the border? It's yeah. because you, there are inter countless interviews out there. Hey, why are you guys coming here? Well, because we thought we had a better chance under Joe Biden. Yeah. The incentive structure is there. So people come in massive numbers, eliminate the incentives, watch the numbers decline. That is, I remember when Mitt Romney was laughed at for that sort of reasoning. It was called self-deportation X amount of years ago. And believe me, I take no joy in defending Mitt Romney, yeah. but seriously speaking, that sort of concept is the most realistic to, to stop. I, I think a physical barrier is fine, but eliminating incentives for people to even try is I think up there in the, in the best approaches to get a reasonable, realistic yeah, solution. Yeah. I think so too. Um, Jared Tang, happy Easter. I was raised Christian, but nothing has brought me closer to God than the entirety of 2020 when I saw that true evil exists in the world. Exactly. You know, I asked Rushvi about this because he had a conversion experience. And I, I asked him, like, is recognizing true evil in the world a legitimate reason to convert to Christianity and to seek Jesus Christ? And he was like, absolutely. It hmm. makes sense. I mean, once you recognize the true evil, you have to realize that there's a corollary to that in the in the world, hmm. in the ether. Interesting. Maybe I'll get there because I I see plenty of evil. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm on board with that premise. It can't be all evil. We can't just exist in a world where there's no goodness. Hmm. We got him. We got him. Secession and the the Jesus <laughs> Christ pill in one episode. Well, I've been pretty open to both of these things for some That's time right. now. Yeah. Uh, Sancti says, God bless you and a blessed resurrection. My wife and I are expecting our first in August. Pray for a healthy baby. Excellent. Ave Maria. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's great Let to me hear. reload. But I think, uh, I think we're good. Oh, no. yeah. Uh, Kelwin says, Matt, screw the demographics. I'm 63 years young. Well, thank you for tuning in. And I'm sorry about blonde's defamation of the boomer demographic. I appreciate your, <laughs> you being a good sport. There's some that. good boomers. My yeah. parents know what's up. Yeah. There. And, the thing I, I always get a kick out of is um, every once in a while, they're very rare to be clear, but when the offended uh, kind of butthurt boomer emails me and demands that we stop making fun of boomers as though we don't make fun of our own generation thoroughly yeah. and routinely. Like millennials have no problems. God, all our this Antifa shit, it's all millennials. It, 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 yeah, it's it's embarrassing and hideous, our generation. So it's not as though we have it all figured out. Trust me. Um, anyway, uh, just one more on... Um, Tippy stream. Oh, wait, no, no, we're good. We're actually good over there. I think we're all set right in time. Right, Look at that. Right, right in time. Exactly as we planned it. We're good on Trovo. We're good on D live. Well, excellent. Perfectly timed. What more can I say? Appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight and uh, keeping us on track with the facts. Like what in the hell the age of consent is in Florida and, uh, and other mysteries that we did not have prepared before the show started. But hey, at least tonight's show started on time. That is an accomplishment relative to last we week. We did it. 
Thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you're listening later on YouTube, DLive, Trovo, wherever you catch the show, thank you as well. If you'd like more to listen to, of course, there's more on the audio platforms. Those are linked in the description. And on the website, you can find the call-in show replays over there. Got tons of stuff, extra stuff. Blonde's interviews are up on the uh, audio platform. So if you want to subscribe to those, check those out with the links down below and on the website. Other than that, we will be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Toddler, you won't be throwing any young people over the fence. And it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. See you next weekend. Bye, guys.